Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis. And I'm Kyle Dotson. And Kyle, joining us tonight, we're doing another Kiss episode. I and hope. for me, when you do a Kiss episode, you have to have a funny person do it with you. Because if you don't, the people that don't like Kiss might not listen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. We don't want to drive those people away. So you got to have entertaining people when you talk about Kiss. Mm-hmm. So tonight, we have a very funny comedian. I, we just met her. I've never met her before in my life, but she's friends with Murray and she's friends with Mike and she's mm-hmm. friends with Craig Smith and she's friends with uh, Chris. I can never say Chris. Sinzak. I don't know why I can never say it. And she's, uh, she was at Rock and Pod 2. Were you at Rock and Pod 1 also? I, I was at Rock and Pod 1 also. And the voice you're hearing right now, that is Courtney Cronin. How are you doing, Courtney? Hi, good. Very well. Thanks for having me, Pat. You, nice and, me, Pat. you and Kyle are both That's rocking... Cool black kiss t-shirts we mm-hmm. are rocking the kiss t-shirts but what there's a little something different about mine can you kind of see what it is, is that it, is eric uh car on there that's the a, fox got the fox on mine is he your fa- is he your favorite member of kiss it, it's paul but um but i just i just like this shirt it's kind of cool yeah paul you know paul's the front man really he is he does the talking he does the he does the world's best stage banter and mm-hmm. uh, and he looks really good in tight pants and he has great hair. Yeah, he still has great hair. Still has great hair. I mean, I think when they when they perform live though, they all have a little uh, a little help. I think, I think they do. But I oh, mean, with when, the hair with the hair. Oh God, yeah. They have oh, show. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, have yeah, like yeah. show hair. But yeah. Paul's just normal hair is still good too. His normal hair is still good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, Courtney, how long have you been a Kiss fan? And you're and you're you're a you're a woman. And sometimes, just in case you couldn't tell, this is a woman. I'm a woman Kiss fan. But sometimes, you know, your yes, your rush, and maybe, maybe your Kiss fans aren't always women. No, there's not a lot of women. I make a joke about that. Actually, like the Kiss Army is like at the expo. It was like two thousand guys and seven chicks, and that was it. <laughs> and uh, and it's pretty much true. But um, no, I'm a Kiss fan. I was like a like a normal Kiss fan, mm-hmm. like you know, from like junior high and up. And then we had Kiss in the house when I was really little because I had uh, my parents had a, a foster child who was uh, much older and really into Kiss. Okay. So like I hear like in my subconscious when I hear songs, I like picture our old house. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's like in my brain. But I didn't become like really super into Kiss, like going to expos and stuff like that until 2013 because I opened for Craig Gass on the Kiss Cruise. And Craig Gass does the best Gene Simmons impression of all time. He sure does. And he also does Paul. He does onstage Paul and offstage Paul. Now he Craig does a real Paul impression. Mm-hmm. He, it's not like my Paul impression, which which people enjoy, but it's not like, but Craig... Like, Wait, let me hear it. Oh, it'll eventually. Oh, we're gonna get there. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. Good. I'm excited. It's, it's a very, it's an, it's a very animated version of. Oh, Paul. Okay. okay. I have a couple that I do, but they're not very good. But well, maybe you'll do yours too. We'll do, we'll do back and forth. So, how many <laughs> times do you? Uh, 
Have you seen Kiss so many times that you don't know how many times you've seen them? No, I'm not. I'm not one of those people. Okay. I really just started seeing them on a regular basis in the last five years. Okay. Yeah. But you've been on a Kiss cruise. I've been on two. I, I've opened well, for him on you're, two. You're insane. Well, oh, it, but you get to go because you're opening for. I'm that. opening for Craig. Okay. Yeah, so I'm working the whole time because I'm working for him, and then mm-hmm. I'm working on. You know how it is. You're working on material. Yeah, yeah. And the second show is really always the best because then you have all week to write material about the ship. But um, but I've seen some amazing bands on there, and I've been really lucky to see Kiss in like an intimate setting. You know, with the acoustic show on you know on the deck, but then even their like full makeup, full stage show is not is only a thousand seat theater. That's great, which is super small for Kiss. You know, mm-hmm. so now are they allowed to do like uh, flash pots and stuff no on the boat? Fire. No fire, no fire. Okay, no. that's what I was gonna say. Gene just took like so. a bottle of water um, and uh, just went up to the microphone and pretended like it was the uh, the torch, and then yeah. just went <sighs> and like right. fake blew it out. It was pretty funny actually. He can do the blood though. Uh, he didn't do the blood on the last one. Oh, what a baby. Yeah. Uh, now you've, so I imagine you've met all the band members then. I have, but very casually. Mm-hmm. The only one. You don't want to be a freaky fan. I'm not. Because you're professional. Well, I get, I mean, believe me, I geek out right. when Kiss is around, like, especially Gene. I get like, mm-hmm. even though like I, I love Paul, like people always go, who's your favorite? I say Paul, but maybe it's secretly Gene because mm-hmm. I so get weird around him like yeah. i fell on him once by accident when we were doing like our group oh thank photo. you very much well i fell into him because i always want to be next to him in the pictures because yeah. he always does something funny right so um i kind of fell into him and um and uh and i stole one of paul's jokes that he had told on the cruise it like two years before mm-hmm. that like we hit rough seas during the show and I just happened to be filming at the time and Paul almost fell over and he goes, wow, this place is really rocking. Let me tell you something. We're going to hit some rough seas tonight. <laughs> it's going to be crazy here on the Kiss Cruise. <laughs> Number seven. Okay. That's a little bit of uh, my version of a Paul Stanley. A little, li- little lispy, a little, uh, not a very uh, nice one. <laughs> hey Pat, do your impression of Paul Stanley for Paul Stanley. I, I don't think I'm going. Oh that. yeah. No, yeah. Paul doesn't. I, he's he, not a huge fan of I mean, I always like a guy that doesn't have a sense of humor about himself. Well, he does, but he, I mean, Craig does a joke about it on stage where he he goes, he's like, Paul's like, how come you don't do an impression of me? And he goes, I do, but you're not going to like it. (laughs) And then he does it for him. And then he goes, you know what? Stick to Gene. Stick to Gene. Uh, There was a clip. I don't know who put it up, but uh, maybe you posted it and I saw it of um, Craig doing these, um, uh, these uh, messages, phone messages. That was at the Indie Expo. It cracked me up we so went, bad because yeah. he goes, this is Gene Simmons from KISS. And it's just like, I'm like, that is the best. It's my outgoing message too. Oh, see, that's perfect. It's it's pretty funny. So, and again, you... Um, this, for the listeners, I held up my hand <laughs> like I was holding my phone. That's just, okay. Just in case you the thought, camera one was is right over my there. phone or I have really bad arthritis? <laughs> like whatever this was that I'm doing. God, I hope you don't hold your phone like that. That's horrible. <laughs> the, um... And again, when you're on the Kiss Cruise, uh, you're, you can fawn all over Gene and Paul. And that's no disrespect to to Eric and Tommy. It's just not like being there if, if Ace or Peter were there. And I, make up. You I, know I, what I mean? If I could hang out and talk to anybody in Kiss, it is Eric. Because yeah. we're both big basketball fans. Mm-hmm. And Eric knows everything about basketball. And we, Everything. We've met, uh, I've met Eric many times. I, and I'm, I've met Tommy a couple times. And those guys are sweethearts. So nice. And Tommy, the best looking guy in Kiss maybe ever. Tommy has the best hair of anyone oh my God. ever. It's, he doesn't have any help with his hair. His, he's the, the only greatest. person on the outside shows. I'm not even kidding. Like he had a white shirt on. He had zero sweat stains and his hair stayed perfect. And he was like doing like guess this guitar solo 
which the Kiss fans were like guessing after half a note. It really yeah. wasn't very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> was he only doing Kiss songs? Yeah. He's got to mix it up and throw in some other. I, I think he might have like a little bit, mm-hmm. but um, the Kiss songs, they were like, I can name that that song in half a note. Like it was seriously like, but he just kept playing and I'm like, he has no pit stains. His hair is perfect. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's almost like. Damn you, Tommy Thayer. I know, Tommy Thayer with the perfect hair. Um, we went to see Paul do his um, soul review. He went to Soul Station. I wanted to go and then he canceled the one at the Rose. Oh, I know why he canceled. I fr- really? No, it's not good. Oh. Mm-mm. Why? Why did he cancel? I was going to bring my mom. Just, he wasn't good. Oh, it wasn't? It wasn't. Oh, ain't no, no. mountain. Oh, no. Okay. It was just no. But uh I took uh, I took I took my monster album cuz I had uh, cuz Eric had signed it uh-huh. and uh I'm like I know Tom- Tommy's just always with where those guys are, just hanging out. So I told Kyle, I go, I know Tommy's going to be here, so I'm just taking it. Yeah. And all of a sudden, before the show even started, Tommy just comes walking through the Canyon Club. Oh, how uh, funny. And I go, now's my chance. So I just like follow him. And right in the middle of the Canyon Club, he's just walking. I tap him on the shoulder and he turns around like, hey, what the? And he goes, and I go, hey, Tommy, could you sign this for me? Oh, yeah. Big smile, <laughs> sign. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, Tommy and Eric kind of hang out on the cruise. Like, they're pretty like cool about kind of mm-hmm. like hanging out. I mean, not too much because they do get bombarded. Like, it's oh, I'm insane. Sure. But, um, but Gene and Paul don't at all. Like Paul came out to see his son's band and that, and that was it. Other than that, they're pretty much, you know, locked up. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, it would be, di- you know, it, it would be difficult. And I, because I, I, I know, know cause I some imagine. people, some people don't have any boundaries. No. And they don't like at one point I remember. They, Says the guy who uh, followed uh, Tommy Thayer through the Canyon club and tapped him on the shoulder. <laughs> <the guy. laughs> but you asked politely. I did. I always know? do. I and, always do. And if he was in the middle of eating, you wouldn't have walked over with the, mm, no. Wouldn't I have? Uh, no, I wouldn't have. I would have waited. Not. Of I would course wait. Not. Yeah, of course. So, um, but yeah, the, a bunch of people started cause they, some, like we know these, this German couple, they're probably. The kids. Einbergs? Kisses. <laughs> Is it the Einbergs? No. No. Okay. Um, but they're probably Kiss's biggest fans in Germany. Like they fly all over. So they have a shirt with two Z's on it. They. What do you mean? Because oh, they can't. They can't use the. They can't use the S's in Germany. Oh, because of the. Because the SS I know, Gestapo. I know. I know. Um, but my husband's German too, actually. So um, I don't know what that has to do with anything. But uh, we end up just sort of hanging out with the other German people mm-hmm. on the cruise, I guess. But they fly everywhere. They go everywhere. And they know exactly the path that that the guys go from when they're getting ready to the stage. Like they know like where in the ship they go. So they wait there just to see them. And um, so we, we just said, oh, all right. So we followed them one mm-hmm. time and we were just standing on the stairs. And they kind of came out the elevator and they were going through this really small walkway to get through the back um, area to get down to the showroom. Well, people were like shoving like large canvas photos of oh, no. That's at tough. them in their face. And it got so rough. Like people fell over each other. And I was like, that's not good. Oh my God. Like it was a little bit scary. And Paul was like, you know what guys, we're not going to do this right now. Yeah. Like, well, you got to, you got to say your had to say something like it was bad. When we, when we saw Paul at the soul station, um, I'm like, well, this would be easy to get Paul's autograph after the show. So I brought a solo album, you know, I bought a brand new one on Amazon, took it mm-hmm. and live, course, live to win. No, no, no. The, <laughs> the know, 70, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh, what was I going to say? Okay. Uh, uh, so yeah. So Paul comes out, he's with his wife and there's always someone to ruin it. And there was a guy there 
and he had just too much stuff. He had like uh, he had like a book and a bunch of albums and CDs and and is I that the guy with like the bag like he had the a duffel bag, bag of stuff. And Paul like uh, Paul like signed two things and then he saw this guy and he's just like, hey, I'm really tired. I'm gonna go. And I was just like, this asshole ruined it. You know what? It's so rude. And you know that happens on the cruise. What ends up mm-hmm. happening is is they they're gonna have like a new rule now, or maybe they already did because I wasn't on last year, but. They, um, people get into merch like the first day mm-hmm. and they buy every single shirt and then they resell them. And then like they had these awesome chips, mm-hmm. um, in the casino, like with kiss on them. Oh, that's cool. They came in and bought all of them. I guess someone bought like $5,000 worth of chips and then resold them. And someone did the math and I guess they made like 25 grand off of it. Wow. But then there's like people like, you know, that wanted it to to collect. I mean, people that just want one, they just want one. And I, I'm friends with these people. I have friends who have kiss shrines and yeah. in, in their homes and, and some of them, their whole home is the shrine. Like they have amazing stuff. They've been collecting mm-hmm. for the last 40 years. And that's something that they might've wanted. And these, some of these people are so shitty. Yeah. Like the most I'll take, cause I, I this is a thing I do. I collect autographs. People that listen uh-huh. to the show know I do. The most I would do is like, if I go see, if, like when I went to see the who I took, a Who album, but then I also took a Pete solo and a Roger solo album. Okay. Cool. Like if I see an artist who has done solo stuff, but they're in a band, I will take, like I saw Lou Graham, I took his solo album and I took four and a four. Yeah. It's just. But That's the cool. most you're ever asking one person to sign is two things. It's two things. And if they said, well, I'll only sign one, then I would pick one and that would be the one. Yeah. But um, normally it's, haven't had much of a problem. Yeah. Cause I, no, cause I don't have, this, cause I don't have a, cause I don't have a million things with me. Yeah. It's, I, uh, I can't, it always makes me super uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I actually know a guy who does that at squeeze concerts cause I'm a huge squeeze fan and he like bombards Glenn T- Tilbrook with like a, a, a duffel bag full oh of God. shit. And I just like, I don't even want to, I, I pretend like I don't know him and I'm just like, why? Now what does your friend do with that stuff? I don't know. Because here's what I do. I get my album signed. I put it in a frame and it's on the wall. Yeah. my I have a rock and roll closet because yeah. my husband doesn't want the whole house covered yeah, yeah. in like the babies and squeeze and right. all that. So like I have all my stuff. It's a big closet. So it's like almost like a little room. So I have all my set lists in there and all my vinyl and all my posters and stuff like that. And that's where I put mine too. I put it all in there. By the way, you said the babies. I'm a huge fan. And oh. John Waite and Tony Brock have both been on the show separately. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I missed John Waite last night. He played at Mozambique, I think it's called, in Laguna. He's still great. Oh my God, he's so good. And I never miss him. He looks great too. But I promised my husband I would stay home this weekend and not go to any concerts. Well, you're here with us now. You ruined, he's you, more important you broke your, you broke than your John promise. Waite. Look at me, I'm freaking out. I'm like, it was the he- he mixed it up. He did half acoustic, half electric. He like mixed it up, which is my favorite <laughs> when he does that. Yeah. Because Midnight Rendezvous acoustic is pretty darn cool. Did... uh does your husband not like the music you like? No, he does not. That's where I'm. I, that's where I am with my with my wife. You just missed her. She left about 15 minutes oh. before we got here. But she, um, yeah, she's just not into it. She loves that I love it. That's why we do this, Pat. Yeah, that's why, why we do this. Why do you think I go to Rock and Pod? That's why we do this. Those are my people, and my husband's like, great. I don't want to sit here and and talk with you about RG Bargy and you know and sweets from a stranger like no one wants to talk to you about that I'm like yes they do do. and they're at rock and pod and that's where I'm going bye stay here with the thing you like what does he like he likes hip-hop and he likes DJ stuff literally stuff that makes me want to kill myself oh my god so like when I came home today from kickboxing he had uh this like "Eh, eh, 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 
it, like that kind of music playing. And then he just saw me walk in and he picked up the Needle. plug from his, <laughs> from his headphones and just plugged it in and put them on because he knows I can't take it. I'm like, it's 11 a.m. We can't have a nightclub in here. Yeah, the stuff you like is melodic. I mean, who wouldn't like John Waite? Oh, my God. Who Come would on. not like Temple Bar? It's like the best album ever. It's his best album. Isn't it fantastic? Number one. It's his favorite album too. He told you that, I'm sure. Yes, because I have it. Yeah. I, I have. Uh, I have it signed somewhere. Of I course, probably, I do. I probably listened to your show. I because I listened to so much that I forget who did what. Yeah. Like, like with Decibel Geek and mm-hmm. the Hustle and all my friends. I know because the guests and stuff start who. to cross over. Yeah. And what shows have you been on? You've been on Decibel Geek. Um, I haven't actually, what? but they've, but they've taken my Fuck like, you decibel geek. We I got know, her. I know, but I love, I love them and I've been drunk with decibel geek, but we've, um, Chris has been here. He's been on, he's been on our show. Oh They, they yeah. were in LA and he came in with his, oh. brought his brother along. Oh yeah. Um, oh, Eric. Eric. Yes. Yeah. But they've the, like, um, they've done shows where I've like sent them like songs, like my top five, this oh, or okay, whatever. Cause cool. I'm a big enough's enough fan. And they did a whole show about enough, enough's enough. And they're like, we only ask one other person. So I, I sub, you know, submitted songs for them for that, but I've never like sat and talked to them, but I've been on all the other ones. Right. Yeah. And uh, when you're on those, are you, are you, is it because you're in a town performing stand up where they, where, or, or do you do it by phone? No, I do Skype mm-hmm. or, um, or at the, I mean, at the rock and pod, I, mm-hmm. you know, you hop around and go yeah. from podcast to podcast, but mostly I'm on Skype with See, all these guys. Cause they live all over the place. That's the only thing that that's that not the only thing, but one of the things that w- is different from us, all guests are right here in front of us. No, this is nice. We yeah. don't do, uh, don't do Skype. And personally, like for interviews, I, and, and not, not this isn't disparaging anyone who does Skype or phone interviews. I find it to be difficult because like if you're, if you're a musical guest and you're talking, mm-hmm. I can see and I can look for where I can interject. But on the phone, it's always like, oh, oh, mm, okay. I think, oh, are you not? Okay. Yeah. You're still going. And it's just like, it's clunky sometimes. Well, you're lucky because you live in LA and everyone lives yeah. here, but like, you know, like. And I want to meet the people too. Of course. Yeah. Of course. And then Ken Mills, who's my really, really good friend and he has like 95 podcasts. He lives in, in, in Arkansas. Yeah. So, you know, it's like. We just got to do Skype. Well, I've know? done, I've been, and I've been on Ken's show uh-huh. via Skype. Yeah. And I just tell him, I go, I don't. Oh, just, you, uh, you did, you did the fun size show. I did the fun size. Yeah. And I did, I did an episode of the, uh, the, the cheap trick one where we uh, talked about the busted album. Cause I love it. Oh, okay, cool. Okay. Do you have any dates coming up that you want to plug? Um, Yeah. But I can never think of them off the top of my head. All right. You can look for them and then yeah. we'll, we'll do them at the end. <laughs> okay. Where are you on Twitter though? Um, I'm Court Crow. It's just C O U R T C R O. Court Crow. Court Crow. At I, Court I, Crow. At Court Crow. Because I didn't know how to use Twitter, and I'm just like, I'll just put Court Crow, and it's. <laughs> it's like, not bad. It's kind of fun. It's my full name though, Courtney Cronin Dold, which is my married name. Because there's too many Courtney Cronins now. There's one at ESPN. There's a professional bodybuilder. And Dold uh, in German means I don't like good music. It, it does. Dold <laughs> in German means I like dold 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 dold. Yeah. And uh, do you have a website? I don't. I do not, which is terrible. The heck? I know. I don't. <laughs> One more question. How long have you been a stand-up comedian? 22 years. Is this your full-time job, your full-time employment? It was. I'm a comedy writer, and I write for television shows and okay. other comics, and I kind of yank myself off the road and All off right. the stage for a so, while. Yes. So the answer is yes. Yes, you are this still is a, my job. You, yeah. This is your job. Yeah. Well, we are lucky to have you here. We're excited to have you here. I'm excited to be here. Kyle, you're going to have to talk more when we start recording. Yeah, well, we're just getting to know our guests. So I know, I just... but usually you interrupt the guests. <laughs> so what's wrong? Why, why are you being so polite with uh, Courtney? 
I don't know. Because she's a lady. (laughs) (laughs) So here's what we're doing tonight. Okay. We are going to go track by track Mm -hmm. on the four Kiss solo albums that were released in 1978. These were actually released September 18th, 1978. So just a a little over 40 years ago. Had I known that in advance, I would have uh, dropped this the week of September 18th. Uh, But sadly, this will uh, drop uh, in November probably. But um, so did you listen to these this week? Yes. I mean, I've, I actually have aces in regular rotation in my car. Let's not even talk about it yet. All right. Let's but, not talk about it. But I did listen to all of them mm-hmm. again with like a different, yeah, just paying a little bit more close attention. Okay, cool, cool. So here's what we're going to do. Um, first of all, the artwork on these was done by Araldo Caragatti. I'm saying that wrong. I am absolutely 100% sure I'm saying that wrong. But these four covers are like iconic. Mm-hmm. Like this guy nailed it. Like yeah, every it. single one. I love the colors. I love the red, the green, the blue, the purple. I mean. The auras. I love them. I love yeah. the whole, this guy nailed this. I mean, I love it. The blood dripping down Gene's mouth. It, he captured them perfectly. He did. I mean, perfectly. And um, so bravo to that guy. What do you think about the idea for them to do four solo albums back in 78? They just came off. Uh, I guess Love Gun in 77. And so it was, this is what they decided to do. Do you think it was a good idea? Um, wow. I mean, I don't know about the music business. So mm-hmm. I think that's a question for someone in the music business. But like as a fan, I think these are so fun. Yeah. And I think it's a great idea. Yeah. And I was talking to, um, to Joe Polo about it, um, who hosts podcast Rock City. And one of the things he said was like, I think the hard part about selling, you know, selling the albums was that everybody was Kiss fans were young, and then you had to buy one of each, and that's a lot. That's a lot, yeah. You know, so like people like bought their favorites and whatever, and then later down the road, people started, and then you know about the whole lawsuit thing. So later down the road, it seems like people started listening to them. I didn't really know the Kiss solo albums as a young person. Mm-hmm. I knew some of the songs. Um, I knew for some reason I knew Radioactive, and I knew I knew Ace's stuff, mm-hmm. but that's it. I that's it. I didn't know Paul's at all, and I didn't know Peter's at, at all until I went on the Kiss Cruise, and I was led into the secret club of coolness <laughs> and, and became a Kiss fan. I didn't realize that I just didn't know what I was missing. I can't believe I was missing all this. Okay, so I don't, I don't, I don't know which one we're going to answer first. Answer which one we're going to listen to first. So what I brought was, I brought, I brought four tiles from Scrabble. <laughs> I brought a P for Paul. Okay. I brought an A for Ace, mm-hmm. I brought a G for Gene, and I couldn't bring another P because then we'd be confused, so I brought a C for Cat. Oh, okay, cool. So what we're going to do is I'm going to give these or, two- Or Chris. Chris. For Cat. <laughs> so what we're going to do, Kyle, I want you to put these down and do like a little shell game and let Courtney pick the first one, and then that's the album that we'll play first, and we're going to go track by track from beginning to end, and we're going to listen to what is it going to be first? Which one- just flip one over. Can you reach it? Okay. Yes. All right. Just grab it one. Is, oh, it's a V. It's Vinnie Vincent. Wait no, a minute. No, Let me no, do it no, again. No, no. How dare it's you. a P. It's P Paul. for Paul. All right. Paul. Get ready. Let me tell you something. You're about to listen to the best one. <laughs> Paul Stanley. All right. I'm going to bring up some notes here for Paul Stanley's album. 1978. This has got nine songs. 
Clock's in about 35 minutes, 10 seconds. Let me see if there's any uh, special guests on there. Uh, Carmen Apice plays drums on a track. Bob Kulik Kulik. is everywhere. Mm -hmm. And then for the most part, you know, it's... um, it's not it's not a star-studded affair. Uh, Paul Paul does a lot of stuff: lead guitar, acoustic guitar, mm-hmm. uh, rhythm guitar, lead and backing vocals. And it's produced by Jeff Glixman. I guess his biggest producing credits would be the uh, Kansas albums "Point of No Return" and "Left Overture." Those are the big albums oh. that Jeff has produced. Cool. All right, here we go. We are going to kick it off. With and we're not taking. I cued these to certain points, and we'll listen uh, from okay. there. And uh, Kyle, there might be a couple where I have another cue. Point. Okay. Okay. So the first track is "Tonight You Belong to Me." Let's listen to this. In a dream, a long time ago, we fell in Starts off mellow and then. A la rock bottom. Mm hmm. It's great in the headphones. Mm hmm. Some great stereo separation. Yeah, I like that. All right, I think that's cool. I think we get it. I think that's a great song. I do too. I like that song. Kyle, what about you? Um, I wouldn't start the album with that song. I said that too. I don't think you should start it mm. with that. No, there's a, there's much better songs to start it yeah. with. Um, but but do you, if it was placed somewhere else in the album, are you okay with that song, Kyle? Yeah, it's fine. Now, you, what you got to know about uh, Kyle Courtney is he doesn't like a lot of stuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's very cranky. He's cranky. He's like an old man. Okay. Right. I guess, yeah, I guess. All right. You're, are you going to be opinionated? You can be. I like because people like it when, oh, you're, yeah, when no. you're opinionated. That, that Opinu- I really. Opinionated? Yeah, That's I have no opinionation on that. Okay, so. good. But are you a fan of the this album, of the Paul Stanley yeah. album? Okay. Yeah. All right. So uh, two and a half stars. <laughs> oh, what's the. Yeah, really? Are we rating them? No, no, no. Oh, we, God. We, I'm we, like, I can't do that. I think, it, I think at the end of each one, though, we'll, we'll try to agree on what the best song on the album is. Okay, that's okay? cool. Uh, I will tell you that Rolling Stone magazine gave this one out of five stars. <laughs> the song or the album? <laughs> the album. Really? One out of five. All, oh. all music gave it three out of five. Wow. Yeah. Well, I brought something for you. Oh, sorry. Maybe now's the time. Okay. Maybe now's Already? the time. Because wow, you're, was... you're doing fun facts. Are you leaving? I'm going to go. <laughs> no, but um, one of the cool things about being part of the rock and pod world is you get to meet um, really terrific people, and one of those people is Julian Gill. And I don't know if you know Julian. He's the host of Kiss FAQ, and he's also an author. And he wrote a book called Gene, Ace, Peter, and Paul, a detailed exploration of the 1978 Kiss solo albums. Did you bring me a copy of that? 
Well, no, no we're going <laughs> to, well, we're going to, I should have, you know what? I probably should have done that. But Jul- I talked to Julian on the phone the other day and he sent me this thing called 50 fun facts that I brought you Oh, okay, cool. about the album. So you can have it. And, um, and then I guess the only thing I can throw in for you right there is that this, um, it charted the fewest number of weeks. Paul's, Paul's did. Mm-hmm. Mm, Paul wasn't happy about that. No, it said it only reached number 40 and it was only for 18 weeks. So now I'm going to tell you, facts. I'm going to tell you why I think that is. Mm-hmm. Cause these songs, uh, I don't, I didn't hear any of Paul's songs on the radio where I lived. Mm-mm. I think the re and this is going to sound weird, but maybe not. It was 1978. You know, I was in eighth grade. I don't think guys were going to buy the Paul album because mm. Paul skews a little feminine. And remember, we're talking about 1978 and the way people thought back then. And I think it, would, I think it was cooler to buy any of the other ones, you know, and hold it up and go, I got Ace, I got Gene, I got mm-hmm. Peter, I got Paul. <laughs> Does yeah. it, it, doesn't, it didn't really matter what was on the grooves. It was, it was that album cover. Hmm. That's my opinion. Yeah. Kyle, what do you think about that? Yeah, that makes sense. I also think like jeans cover, like they all look cool, but jeans cover looks the coolest. So if it you're really gonna, does like, look the coolest. And uh, then like probably Ace. Yeah. Ace looks Ace cool too. Cool. So I think those are the two yeah. that, that's probably why they're the two best selling. All right, let's move on. I will tell you all songs written by Paul Stanley, except tracks two, three, and five were co-written by Michael Jap. And this is track two, and this is Move On. dancing yeah, and, and you Pat, are not you're not <laughs> i do want to clarify something paul stanley produced this album jeff glicksman produced tracks five six eight and nine i don't want to get my kiss uh, fanatics all riled up yeah so, I, I have to be that's why i called julian i'm very like, julian, careful i could be stoned to death yeah. for what i if i say anything yeah. wrong so all right so uh move on Courtney, what is your opinion? I thought Move On should have been the first song. I was just going to say that. Yeah. That would have been a good way to start it because it's not, for me, it's not the best song on the album. It's It's not even the best rocker. But it's fun. It's catchy. But it's fun. Yeah. And it gets you right in in the groove. Yeah. And it's simple. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I like Move On. All right, cool. We're on. So far, I think Paul's two for two. His album's great so far. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Song three ain't quite right. You were standing. And I was thinking of all the time that I spent hanging around. Situation could only get better. I got closer to see what I found. In the morning, moving easy.
sometimes I think when Kiss writes lyrics, whatever they write the first time is good enough. Because mm-hmm. the first line is weird to me. You were standing and I was thinking. <laughs> I'm like, well, that, I don't really think those two think, do they? I, I don't, that just doesn't sound good to me. You were standing and I was thinking of all the time that I spent hanging around. Why was she standing? Why was Couldn't he have thought something better she was doing? I don't know. It was just, yeah, she that's could have weird. been some, doing something else. Now, um, I like that song, but I don't love that one. No. I don't. I don't love it either. I've, yeah. I, I wrote. It's kind of like it's got like kiss elements to it, and yeah. then there's like, what's up with the Steely Dan? There's like <laughs> this like little pinch of Steely Dan in there, which is a cool band. But yeah, it's like, oh, this sounds like Kiss. Oh wait, no, it doesn't. Oh wait, now it does. <laughs> right. Oh god, there's that weird part again. <laughs> it's so, like you're driving in between like two radio stations <laughs> and just like kind of crossing over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. It just ain't quite right. That oh, very nice. Right, ain't quite right. Ain't quite right. All right. Okay, here we go. Track four, Wouldn't You Like to Know Me? Yes, I would. Mm-hmm. I've been lonely, but I feel all right. You got another baby, hold him tight, you know. You've been pushing and you won't get me tonight. That's a killer for me. Love that. That's song. in my. Uh, that's in my iPod on my uh, treadmill tunes. That I, mean, is, I love that song. That's on my like favorite Kiss songs mix. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's such a great song. It's a great song. Uh, I think there's a lyric though here that uh, that is a little wonky to me. Let me find <laughs> it. Yeah, it might be in my top ten favorite Kiss songs. It's probably. so good. It it's is really a good. good. Song. It's. A, I tried to call you when you were not home. <laughs> Well, Paul, don't call her when she's not home. <laughs> like if you would have said, to "Spend the nights alone." I tried Pat. to call you, and you weren't home. And you or, were not or, home. But you were not, or but you weren't home. Yeah. yeah. But not, but not. I tried to call you when you were not home. <laughs> that implies that you knew, knew that she wasn't home, but still tried to call. You, could you guys? And this w- is before answering yeah. machines. Could you guys hold on a second? I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna give uh, Courtney Cronin a call uh, on on her home phone. <laughs> I'm going to see if I can get a hold of her. So that's, yeah, I'm just, uh, you know, look, there's a whole show about Kiss lyrics, but I mean. Oh, yes, there is. It's just a little, it's just, look, we corrected it in three seconds, but he just wrote that and went, yeah, that's it. Maybe he likes the way his mouth looks when he says a W. Probably. <laughs> when, when you were not home. Uh, okay. That we're song mo- rules. That song's, that song's the best so far. Mm-hmm. Right? It's a great song. Okay. Yeah. We move on to track five. This is Take Me Away and then in parentheses, Together as One. Together, I remember 
I'm just okay with this. His vocals, his voice sounds really good. His voice is really good. And the production on this album is great. Yes. And it sounds good, but this seems like one of those songs that he brought to Kiss and they're like, no, Paul. No, Paul. No. And he's like, fine. One day I'm going to have a solo album (laughs) and I'm going to put this right in the middle of it. Like, (laughs) and I don't know why it always, it always weirds me out when someone uses the line, we made love together. (laughs) We made love together. Of course you did. Why are you really together? Just so you know. So yeah, I, I'm not a fan of For me, that that's the weakest one so far that we've heard. Yeah, That's he, my least favorite. His is definitely the most mellow of the four, I believe. Mm. Uh, mm. Uh, mm. I, oh. We'll talk later. Yeah. All right. Here we, for me, track six is another killer. Let's hear It's All Right. you go first well because i keep going first i'm that sorry that is about a that. kiss song if i've ever heard yeah. one i mean that song is so ki- and what's weird is i just wrote here i'm like this would sound like it was be on rock and roll over and then i looked at my notes and i, I, I wrote very rock and roll over was <laughs> <laughs> weird but that sounds like a kiss song to me that song rocks it's now for song. me i almost i almost don't know which one i like better wouldn't you like to to know me or it's all right because mm. those two the for me they're like equal weight. Like they're both yeah. tens. I couldn't, like if you said you have to pick one, I would have to listen to them over and over, over in a loop and figure that out. Cause I love them both. Cause I love that opening line. I'm pretty good at taking care of myself. I just like, I just love it. I like the chorus yeah. on this one. Yeah. Yep. It's a great chorus. Cause it mm-hmm. like builds to, you know, what about you, Kyle? You like this one? Yeah. Yeah. I like that one a lot. Yeah. I would, I, I would skip take me away every time. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? And I probably do when I when I if I have the CD, I probably do skip because like I didn't even know it was on here until today. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, yeah, like those two songs. It's like it's like meat and meat, and then take me away is the bread. Yeah, you know, it's like oh, <laughs> that's a weird sandwich you made, Paul. Uh, okay, here we go. Hold me, touch me. Don't play it yet, Kyle. And then in parentheses. Think of me when we're apart. This He's asking an awful lot. Yeah, and this was the single. This is the great songs that we've played so far. And this is the one. And I got to assume they picked their own single. I don't know if the record label 
record, the record label did not pick this. I don't song. think there's no this. way. Okay, let's, uh, maybe the publicist did. We'll get there. In maybe. A second. All right, let's hear this one. Sleeping, but there's something I must say. Though the road the way. Went to number 46 on the Hot 100 Billboard chart. Maybe this is why people didn't buy that because they heard this single. And, that could have oh, been. You know what? Yeah. Could be. <laughs> You know this was someone's like first dance at their wedding. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure oh it was. God. Now this will, this will be weird because I'm making fun of it, and yet I like that better than "Take Me Away Together" as one. Um, I don't know why, but I, I mean I do because I listen to it with my cheesy ear. It's. I mean, it's cheesy. It. It, I, it would make a good for a song yeah. for a wedding, yeah. but it's so like pick a fucking title. Paul. Oh, sorry, Paul. I mean, <laughs> you what, can swear. Hold me, touch me, think of me, about call me every day. You know, <laughs> whatever. Call it's me like, when I'm not home. Right. Call me when I'm not home. It's like just pick a title. Like there, it's it's too many titles. Yeah. And it seems like a like love just song, hold me, touch me is fine. Right. It's like a song that like a junior high kid would write about a girl. Yeah. He went steady. I agree with, for with a that. Week. And then they broke up and it's a little stalkery. But um, Julian told me that um, this song was written about Carol Kay, who was the publicist at the time. And Paul had a huge crush on her. Carol Kay. Uh, I write reviews for a uh, website called popculturebeast.com. Yeah. And Carol Kay is my um, connection at, um, at yeah, for Eagle Rock Entertainment stuff. She's at Chaos Productions. So when I was yeah. reading, yeah, when I was reading Paul's book, mm-hmm. I came across her name and then I, there was a picture of her and then I looked her up on Facebook and I'm like, I think that's her. And so mm-hmm. I, emailed, I emailed her and I said, Carol, I don't want to be a stalker, but I just read Paul Stanley's book. Are you the same Carol Kay? And she was like, yes, I am. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool. I'm glad you brought her up. It is super cool. I mean, I would, I'd be super psyched if someone wrote a song about me. Not this one, but like, <laughs> but like any but like anything, other one. Octopus's Garden, anything. Whatever, anything. You know, I, I, whatever. It'd be great. Now, I will tell you that um, Wouldn't You Like to Know Me and It's All Right, the two that we love so far, Paul wrote those on his own. Those were solo Paul Stanley written and everything. So. Mm-hmm. Two home runs so far for Paul. Yeah. All right, here we go. Track eight. We only got two more tracks left. I'm enjoying this. What about you, Kyle? Yeah. What do you think about listening with the headphones? It's awesome, right? I'm digging the headphones. It's great. Yeah. Okay, let's, uh, we and we say that every time we yeah. have the show, but it is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you, run, you run an MP3 through a board and then through these headphones. Mm-hmm. It's a great Sunday night. <laughs> Track eight, Love in Chains.
Kyle, you want to go first on this one? Uh, yeah, that's pretty good. So far, it's been like soft rock and soft rock, like yeah, meat bread, meat bread. <laughs> I wonder if at any point he thought maybe maybe extra cheese, maybe, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, extra cheese track seven. Yeah. Um, I wonder if any time he thought maybe he was going to have like a, a fast side and a slow side. Yeah, I was just going to say they should have front loaded one side. Yeah. And yep. like released either It's All Right or Wouldn't You Like to Know Me as the single. Oh, well, what's yeah. the first song on side two? I, uh, I wasn't even thinking see, about it. I don't it know that how way. this is. I don't know if I don't, because I, on Wikipedia, it doesn't show me how the album's split. It just has all nine tracks listed. Uh, it's either It's All Right or Take Me Away. You know, probably. Take Me Away would have to end the side, right? It, yeah. yeah, it has. It would have to kick off with It's All Right, but I don't know that for sure. That would make sense. Uh, you know what? Maybe you can find a um, a picture of the back of the album cover. Okay. See if you can tell us. Yeah, we'll wait. Um, how much that that song sounds like a Kiss song to yeah. me? It is, it reminds me a little bit almost of "I Stole Your Love." Yeah, it does. But with like a much more like melodic chorus. Like "I Stole Your Love" is like more of a I call it a dude chorus. <laughs> it's more of a dude song. I stole it. But the B side like, is "It's All Right." So it is okay. So is he saying um, people in there? Is he saying the word people? Well, uh, it says, I see you walking down the street. You're turning into paradise. Uh-huh. The boys are crawling at your feet. Burn them and turn them to ice. No one gets a piece of your heart. It's over because you won't let it start. You keep your love in chains. Uh, only fear remains. So I don't know where you're hearing people. Oh, where are you going? Maybe, instead of, maybe you're hearing people, at, like the piece of, as people maybe? That part? Maybe. Uh, I don't know. It sounded like he was saying people, and I'm I'm just wondering if this in concert he says that a lot. No, people, I know. So I'm like, did let he, me tell you people. Did he have like a like a a slip in the middle of the song? He might I, have. I swear I heard him go oh, people. I thought I just heard him say people. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you how they could have moved when they when they to- when they went on the Dynasty tour. They started. My favorite costumes. My favorite costumes. Oh, I know. Those are great. <sighs> they don't look like they, they. It doesn't look like Gene can move very well. There's a lot of stuff going on in that, but I love those costumes. The um, they all played a solo song at the beginning of the tour. They all, and I think by the end of the tour, it was just down to New York groove. Mm-hmm. But a way to move some product would have been for Kiss to do. Wouldn't you like to know me? Or it's all right instead of hold me, touch me, which I think is what they were doing. Is that what they were doing? That was the single. Yikes! I think. Well, now, Kiss people don't come down on me. Well, no, they'll know. I mean, they'll just correct it. But yeah. like when I, on the or last- Or they'll write a review that says, Pat didn't know what he was talking about. No, it's okay. <laughs> We're already saying, guys, you know more than us. Yeah, you do. They do. Because uh, when I was on the last cruise, Paul played Wouldn't You Like to Know Me? And heads freaking, expl- people's heads sure. exploded. Like it was like definitely a highlight of the show. And Gene played Radioactive. So that was kind of fun. That is great. I'm looking up a Kiss Dynasty set list just to see. Oh, that's what I was doing. Oh, how'd that go for you? <laughs> Nothing yet? No, I didn't. Uh, I was Hold looking on. up the costumes first. You've never seen those costumes before? I have, but I didn't realize that I didn't put two and two together. They're pretty cool. Huh? Uh, let me see. Okay, this is the set list. It maybe, no, he, he, maybe he didn't sing Hold Me, Touch Me. No, he's, no, Paul did move on. Oh, he did move. That's the one. That's not bad. That's not bad, but there's much better yeah. ones as we agree. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's close it out. We have got goodbye. And I guess that's the last song because he's saying goodbye to us. Is that saying why? Goodbye. All right. Let's do it. Ain't it funny how 
like that bass line there. That sounds like a Gene bass line. That was Eric Nelson on bass. Who the hell's that? I don't know who that guy is. He probably just hired some, uh, you know. Awesome bass player. Yeah, but like and paid him on the cheap. When my friend, well, when my friend lived out here, my friend from high school, uh, Bump Halberter lived out here and he, uh, he was in some bands and Paul wrote some songs that he was trying to sell and he brought Bump in to sing on the demos. Cool. I'm like, oh my God, how much did that pay? He's like, I think Paul gave me 150 bucks. Oh my God. <laughs> no, he was, and he wrote me a check and then I was like, oh, I almost don't want to cash this check because it's a check written by Paul Stanley. I know. <laughs> Uh, he signs it with a star. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I'm going to pay you. Uh, you think what's fair? You sing 17 songs? How about 150 bucks? Make this check out to people? <laughs> Sorry. All right. That was Paul's album. On a scale of one to 10, what would you throw that, Courtney? This album? Yeah, the album. Oh. If you were going to throw it a. a I'm going to throw it like an eight and a half. I mean, I can. I think it's wall to wall. I think there's only two songs that I really yeah. could do without. But I love how it starts. I love how it ends. Mm -hmm. And doesn't this song kind of remind you a little bit of Coming Home, by the way, but with like a better chorus? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, uh, I, let's just put it this way. It's all down here from here, people. From here, people. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Paul's album is great. I yeah. mean, the general, like, Kiss fan, you know, talk is that this one sounds the most like Kiss. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but I like this one now, a lot. When there's, a, when an album has 10 songs, it's easier for me to give it a 10 star rating. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Cause I, yeah. so Paul's song, Paul's only has nine songs on it. I'll give it, I'll give it an, I'll give it a solid seven and a half. That's what I went. I went eight and a half because of the song. Yeah, I'll give it a, I'll give it a seven and a half. But for me, the two best songs, and let me know what you guys think. Wouldn't you like to know me? And mm -hmm. it's all right. Yep. Those are my two favorites. What about you, Courtney? Yeah. And then I'd say goodbye is kind of a, is a good one too. Close third. Yeah. I now, really like that if one. If we were going to agree on the best song, the best one, what would you say? I mean, everybody likes, wouldn't you, wouldn't you like to blow me? <laughs> <laughs> and yes. even though I like that equally with it's all right, I will totally agree with you. So the best song on Paul's album is wouldn't you like to know me as told by the three of us. Yeah. I know a lot of people that would agree with that. All right. Cool. Yeah. All right, Kyle, I will let you, would you, or do you, or do you want to let Courtney pick again? Yeah. Or, pick okay. again. And then pick we'll... again. Okay. Okay. Let's see. So we are Gene. All right. Let's go to Gene. Gene Simmons. From Kiss. Let me get some. Uh, let me see if there's any of a, yeah, if there's any Jul fun info Julian's you got for us. Fun facts. Yeah, hang on. So let's see. Gene's. Um, well, Gene had the most uh, guest performers on his. Oh, my God. It's insane. And yeah, Gene, let me, I'll just go through some of these people, uh, the big names. Oh, and this is interesting, too. There's a guy named Steve Lacey, and he plays guitar on Radioactive. Mm -hmm. But Steve Lacey was also. He played electric guitar on Love in Chains on Paul's album. So I don't know if this was a guy that was brought in like after the albums were done and had to do some noodling or some fixing or something, but I've never heard of Steve Lacey, but this guy is on those two albums. All right, here's some people that are on this album. Michael DeBar, friend of the show, he's been on. Uh, Cher, Janice Ian, 
Donna Summer, Jeff Skunk Baxter, Helen Reddy, Rick Nielsen, Bob Seeger, Joe Perry, um, Katie Seagal from mm-hmm. uh, Married with Children and um, Sons of Anarchy. And then uh, Gene's main core band for this were uh, Neil Jason on bass guitar, Elliot Randall on guitar, Alan Schwartzberg on drums, and uh, Sean Delaney, who was the co-producer. He did backing vocals, vocals and percussion. Yeah, this was co-produced by Gene Simmons and Sean Delaney. Mm. All songs written by Gene Simmons, uh, except for two, and we'll talk about those uh, when we get to them. All right, so here's some of the fun, I guess that was one fun fact, and then uh, Ace, it says only Ace and Gene's solo singles were performed during the Dynasty tour. That's what it says in here, but maybe that is incorrect. I, th- I think the set list. I, I think the set list. I look at it might have had a number, because it's called uh, Kiss Dynasty Tour Stats. So let me okay. see. Okay. Let me. It'll. T- sometimes it says how many times. No, it doesn't say how many times. Oh, yes, it does. Yeah, Paul. Uh, Move on w- was played seventy times. Wow. Okay. And this might not be. This this can't be accurate because this says Radioactive was only played eight times. Mm. I don't believe this. Okay. Yeah, there's not yeah. a lot of like stuff in here about Gene that you didn't already say. Mm-hmm. I mean, the I, I mean you basically I mean everyone who's on the record, Anson Williams, you know. Anson Williams? No, I'm kidding. I'm just like every <laughs> single like 70s like person. Um but uh <laughs> yeah, there's nothing else in here. It just says that Gene's um debuted at 88 on the wow. Billboard charts. Uh, and radio and it charted the highest. Sorry. Wow. It charted the highest, eventually reaching 22 in 1979. Right. So that's interesting. Radioactive. Thank you, Julian. Radioactive went to number 47 and didn't hold me. Touch me went to 46. Is that what I said? Um, I, I think, think that's so. what I think. Hold me. Touch me went to 46. Let me look at that again. Yeah. 46. Hold me. Touch me did better than radioactive. The beginnings. Did they cut that out for the radio edit? Oh, I hope so. Yeah, I I can't imagine that. That that. um, Yeah, it's fun if you're listening to the album, but if you just want to hear the song, it's it's fun to like uh, in the on the cruise. They're always pumping like the music, you know, constantly. It's constantly Kiss, but like when Radioactive comes Mm -hmm. on, came on through the thing. I don't know. People kind of started like doing with the weird stuff. Anyway, when you play it. It was just kind of funny how people just sort of change their pace. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's go with track one, side one. Uh, Gene's album has 11 songs on it, and this album clocks in at 38 minutes and 58 seconds. Uh, Rolling Stone gave his album two and a half stars. Moving up. Out out of five? Out of five. Paul got one. That's awful. I mean, who is this person? I have no idea. Not a Kiss fan. Not a Kiss fan. Clearly not. All right, let's hear Radioactive. Oh, no. 
Uh, Joe Perry plays guitar on Radioactive. Bob Seeger sings backing vocals on Radioactive. And Janice Ian is the backing vocals on what they're calling here Prelude to Radioactive. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I wish it was split on the album as a prelude. And oh. then uh, at least when they did it on CD, they should have. That's that's a good idea, yeah. yeah. So um, I can still remember the first time I heard Radioactive and that craziness at the beginning. But as soon as the song kicked in, I was like, Holy fuck, this is, I love it. I love Radioactive so I much. I do too. I think it's a great song. Kyle? Yeah, I like it a lot. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Gene Simmons band when they do it. I mean, they do all Gene's songs amazing and they we, make me like them more. We had tickets to go see him out in Fox Valley and then they canceled that show. I did too. Yeah. What they happened? Had, they had a vault thing. I actually wrote Ryan Cook like directly. I'm like, Ryan, why aren't you guys coming? But uh, he... They had a vault thing they had to do in Boston. Uh, why didn't he reschedule? I don't know. And I honestly... I'm more bummed about missing the Gene Simmons band because they never played here and I was never in a town like mm-hmm. when they were playing. Like they were at the Indie Expo and they played. Yeah. Um, and they were amazing every time, you know, and they played with uh they played with um with Lita Ford and they played with uh Chuck Garrick, is that his name from Alice Cooper's yes, band? Yes. And they played with Eric Singer and um I forget who else they played with. They were often on the stage quite a bit, but that's the show I wanted to see. Yeah, me that too. that band is insanely stacked. And I'm bummed because there's so many venues out here that Gene could play the Canyon Club. He could play anywhere out here. And when Kyle and I saw Kiss last time, it was when Def Leppard was opening for Kiss. Yes, I, and, was, I went to that tour. And Gene was a 10. He was spectacular. Like, just amazing. And I was, like, so excited to see Gene solo. Me too. I was... I'm so bummed. I can't even. I watch like every video. I was so disappointed. They post like they're great. And then yeah. I had a friend who went and saw them at one of the Midwest shows and was like sending me videos. And I was like, oh. <laughs> like it just looks so good. They're so good. Okay. All right. Moving on to track two, Burning Up With Fever. One, two, one, two, three, four. <laughs> I kept this because it's so stupid. <laughs> Lovely is what he said. It does make this made me laugh though when I heard it the first I time. I laugh every time. Yeah. And then Donna Summers on backing vocals there, background vocals, and Jeff Skunk Baxter plays guitar on that. And uh, Gene does not play bass on this album. At all? Vocals, electric, and acoustic guitars. I didn't know that. Oh, that's cool. Yep, because I heard that little bass there, and I'm like, oh, Gene's sounding good on the bass, and then I just looked, and he's not on bass. Uh, uh, Neil Jason, bass guitar. Huh. All right. That's a fun Uh, So what do you think about that song? That's a fun poppy song. Yeah, I like that song. It's funny. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
And um, yeah, it, it kicks in there. It's pretty great. But what I, does he say? I'll give you what? I'll give you H's? I'll give you Let a- me see what it is. Uh, I think he says AIDS. That's what I thought. <laughs> I'll give you AIDS. No. Uh, I'm the gifted giver, not a woman mistreater. You know that is no... You know that is no one else. That doesn't make sense. Uh, you can have me just one time, baby. She said, baby, I'll give you a chance. I'll give you a chance. I'll give you a chance. Okay. I was like going to try and figure it out without looking it up. So I just kept listening and listening and I couldn't figure out what he was saying. I'll give you a chance. Oh, well, that's not very exciting. You can Google lyrics on that. I know, no, I know. Do you have a computer at home? Yes. I just like to try and see if I can figure it out for myself. It's a dumb game I do with myself. It's just, I don't know. It makes me laugh. We don't have a computer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> those, those people that don't have a TV. Oh, no, we don't have a TV. Oh, God. No, I'm not like that. I just thought it'd be fun to try and figure. I don't know. It's stupid. <laughs> All right. Let's go. Uh, so, so far, Gene's hit us with two uh, two rockers out of the box. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now we go to See You Tonight. Really, basically that for the whole song. Yeah. Now these lyrics don't make sense to me at all. <laughs> I know it's around. Uh huh. I don't have any doubts about that night. I'll see you get it. I'll see you get it tonight. Uh huh. And if I call, I'll cry and cry. You won't see me without it. And I'll see you tonight. What's he talking about? Uh. I know it's around. Is it air? I don't have any, I don't I don't have any doubts about that night. Is it is love in the air? Maybe he means love. I'll see you get it tonight. That can mean love, like this kind. Every single song Gene does, he's having sex with several. <laughs> but women. then he's and if I if I if I oh yeah, and if he can't get it tonight, he'll cry and cry. Yeah. You won't see me without it. His well, boner. That's his boner. Yeah. Sorry about that. Sorry, Courtney. No, no, no. It's okay. <clears throat> That said boner. I'm leaving. Um, No, you know what? It's definitely not about drugs, but that's what it sounds like. It's not, you know, I mean, it's just, it's um, just, it's vagina. It's just, I mean, that's what he's talking about. I know it's around. It's around. It's always around. I said, I said boner and I apologize. You throw vagina out there. You didn't even say, uh, sorry, Kyle. Sorry, Pat. (laughs) Stood right out there. Um, So, okay. So I don't, I don't hate that song. I just don't get it. But it's super beatly like that. Yes. I mean, that's the big, that's the tone of this, of this, of this yes. record. But th- I mean, that song, big time. Yeah. So beatly And we, you know, Gene's a be- big Beatles fan. Yep. And he has um, two guys from Beatlemania on this album, Mitch Weissman and Joe Pecorino. That's right. And actually one of my kiss friends told me that it was either Julian mm-hmm. or Joe that, um, that Paul McCartney was supposed to be on the album. I bet he would have been. And something happened and he couldn't. And, uh, I guess, uh, I guess in some versions uh, somewhere he's still credited. Wow. Yeah. That, that's what he told me. But yeah, those guys from Beatlemania, they do 
backing vocals on See You Tonight. Mm-hmm. Jeff Skunk Baxter's playing on this song too. I'm just throwing those things out there because there's... Again, You've seen him do this live, right? I have not. Oh, God, it's great. I, I've seen him do it a few times, like uh, on the on the cruise, and then I went to the Unplugged show at the world's worst shithole venue ever, San Manuel, where it's like in a giant ballroom, and you're on like wedding chairs. Like, no, that's Oh, terrible. it is the worst venue ever, but they did an, a, a Kiss Unplugged there, and it was great, and this was definitely a highlight of the of the night. All right, this next song features Joe Perry on guitar, also Jeff Skunk Baxter again on guitar, also Donna Summers on background vocals. And um, here's some innuendo for you. Here's Tunnel of Love. Huh? What? What? Let me visit your tunnel of love. You'll jump off the roof if I say. I, I mean, that what? is just the meanest. That is just so clearly, I could give a shit about this groupie. Yeah, there's some <laughs> Stockholm syndrome going Woo! on with this song. That is very, that is mean. Well, if you're looking for the best, then baby, be my guest. I'm right here before your eyes. I'm a telling you no lies. Mm-hmm. Now look. Now jump off the roof. Now jump off the roof. We're done. Um... We're making fun of it, but I don't. I don't hate it. I, I like it, yeah. and I love the backup. Yeah. I love the backing vocals yeah. on the chorus. Yeah. It sounds awesome. So for me, she Jean- should have done Doctor Love, calling Doctor Love. Oh, should have yeah. had Donna back there. I mean, yeah. not not that that's not a great chorus. But yeah, can you imagine mm-hmm. Donna doing that? Been great. Yeah. Um, Jean's four for four for me so far. Yeah, same. All right. Uh, True Confessions. Let me tell you who's on it. Let me find out. Let me look. I'm looking. Helen Reddy. That's right. Helen Reddy's on this. Background vocals on True Confessions. I think that's the only one I'm seeing. Okay, let's hear Helen Reddy. When you really listen, you can really hear that that is Helen Reddy. You can hear that that's 100% Miss Reddy. It's Reddy. Yeah. She's Reddy. Um, I love that song too. I love it. I mean, 
I, I don't want to get ahead, but that's my favorite song in this album. I True love, Confessions is? I, I just love this song. And I also think it sounds like it could be in the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I've said that to so many Kiss fans, and they're like, oh, my God, yes. Yeah. Like, I could totally see, like, you know, Frank and Furter coming out and singing True Confessions. Like, it would be so cool. And, I, in fact, I think this whole album should be a musical. But that's another show. That's another show. The, uh, but think about it. That Just ends, think about it. That end side one, every every one of those songs was written by Gene Simmons. When I hear this album, it that asshole album disappoints me so much because I really thought that he was going to do a good album, and that's unlistenable to me. I don't know it very well. Oh, um, it's really bad. But I love this album, and someone yes. actually bought me this on vinyl as an apology gift. What'd they do to you? Um, they stepped on a joke during a live uh, panel. Oh, then that does deserve a prize. Like really badly to the point where they saturated the setup so badly when I finally got to the punchline, people were like, huh? Huh? It was like another conversation. Great guy, good friend of mine, completely didn't realize he was doing that. And felt bad about it. Felt horrible. Next thing I know, I got Gene's solo album in my lap. I'm like, thank you. The number one thing about that story (laughs) is at least he realized it and tried to make amends. He did. He did. Good, good, good. Okay. Side two. First song is Living in Sin, written by Gene Simmons, Sean Delaney, who is the co-producer, and Howard Marks. And this has, you will hear, spoken word phone call by Cher. By Cher. Because they were dating at the time. Yes, they were. Bob Seger does backing vocals on here. I can never really hear Seger in the mix, though. Uh, Mm. So let's see if we can hear him with the headphones on. Okay. But it makes me laugh, and I, I, I don't, love I, it. I love it too. I love jeans. And you send your pictures for my wall. He's breathing heavy. You found the hotel where I'm staying, and you build up your nerve, and then you call. I can hear Seeger. Oh, I heard him there. Yeah. Now, get to Cher's phone call. Just scan forward. Get to Cher's phone call. By the way, you know he totally wrote this song. Is like, baby, they don't mean anything to me. Yeah. Listen yep. to this song. And yep. then Cher completely makes fun of groupies. Yeah. Hello, Hello, babe. Got a lot better by the time she did Moonstruck. Yeah, but yes. <laughs> she was a little more believable in that. But I love her. Just like I mean, you know, this was like an inside joke between them about him on the yeah. road. I mean, that's just what it seems like to me. 
I love it. Mm-hmm. It's Great it's silly. I mean, it has funny parts in it. It has, you know, that Hello Babies is hysterical. What about the top of the song? The, it sounds like he's touching himself. It, it does. <laughs> let's try. We, it, it does. And then it continues and it's really creepy. Oh, okay. L- let's, listen. let's try at the beginning. You think that's him? No. Listen. You write me sexy letters. Oh, it gets like faster. And you send and then I think pictures for my wall. You might. Oh yeah, you're right. I think you're right. You found the hotel. Yeah. Well, now it's a ten. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what else is that noise for? You know, like he's like, Let, let's get something with a sponge and a piece of wood and just. Rub it at the top of the song. No, that's all right. Six for six, mm-hmm. right, Kyle? Yeah, I like all this so mm-hmm. far. Yeah. All right, track seven. Let me see if there's anyone, anyone of note on the song. Uh, the Mitch Weissman and Joe Pecorino from Beatlemania are on um, backing vocals on the song, and it says the Citrus College Singers. Who all, I'm a huge fan of. Oh, they they kick ass. They are amazing. The fact that they're not here. <laughs> <laughs> this is always near you slash nowhere to hide. I've just begun since you've gone to understand I'm the only one. And if you cross yourself at night I'll come and see you Don't run and hide I'm always near you I'm always near you All right. Uh, for me, this is the first one I would skip. Uh, it's it's atmospheric, but it doesn't really it doesn't really do anything for me. It gets a little better. You stopped it before it gets a little better, but it's it's another thing where I don't understand why they can't just pick one of the titles. Yeah. What's the slash for? Yeah. It's like, like, is it two songs that he put together, or is it two separate songs? What is it? Right. Um, right. I'm wondering, is it two songs? But it's not. Yeah. It's just I couldn't decide on a title. Fuck it. Let's use both. Yeah. So this this album has eleven songs, and I, I would I would shut that one myself. But um, Kyle, what did you think of that one? Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah, no, thank you. That's I just the, like the way he sounds on it. Yeah, I like his. I mean, and again, the it. production on this album's great. The mm-hmm. the musicianship musicianship is great. I Come on, it. Anson Williams, Helen Reddy. I mean, Anson it's Anson Williams. Anson is not Williams, on yes, he is. Uh, <laughs> next one we got is Man of a Thousand Faces. Thousand faces, man. 
Got some strings on there. I know. Gene had like everybody yeah. in there. Kyle, what do you think of that? I like that song. Courtney? I like it too. It's like big production. It's yeah. kind of like got the ELO thing going. I agree. I like it too. Yeah. Yeah, Gene, this is this is a good album. Really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you talked about Beatles influence earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's go into Mr. Make Believe. This is the one that George Burns sings, right? <laughs> right. Just give me one more chance tonight. yeah. I'm trying hard to please you. Would you believe me if I tell you, baby, won't you try? Just one more chance Courtney? I think he meant Mrs. Make-Believe, but it's, uh, all, well, Mr.'s okay. Um, he just, his voice sounds great He in hits this those song. high notes. Like, he kills it. Yeah. I love this song. This is, this is one of my favorites on the album, and there's yeah. a lot to like on this album so far. Yeah. And I have always loved Mr. Make-Believe. Kyle? Um, I'm just okay with it. All right. I, I won't fight you on that. I get it. Yeah. You're young. You don't know stuff. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So Gene, for some reason, felt the need to re-record a Kiss song for his solo album. So track 10 is See You In Your Dreams, which is on, Courtney, you know, it's on... um, Rock and Roll Over. Rock and Roll Over. So Kyle, do you have some information as to why Gene decided to do this? Yeah. He said he was not happy with the way it was recorded on Rock and Roll Over. And that's basically all he said. All right. <laughs> so, do, do, do we want to hear Kiss's version first and then Gene's and see if we... Oh, wait, uh, no, let's hear Gene's first. Gene's first. Okay. Um, yeah. My favorite band's Cheap Trick and Rick Nielsen plays guitar on See You in Your Dreams. Also, friend of the show, Michael DeBar, is doing some background vocals on there. Cool. So that was Gene's version. And now here, let's hear Kiss's version. Yeah, I mean, it's other a little than, female backup singer instead of Paul, it's but, a little like fuller, I think, on jeans. Yeah, 
production. James a, loves having women behind him. Yeah. And he loves having women behind him. And in <laughs> front of him. And in front of him. No, but he really, really seems to like having the female backup singers, which Paul does not. Yeah, but yet when you see Paul's Soul Station, there's like 20 people on stage. Yeah, but that's Soul Station. Yeah, true. At least Kiss hasn't done that thing yet where they, like the Stones and other bands do, where they start to augment... And if they are, if they are augmenting, oh, there's a, some type of a fly Mos- flying. It looks around. like a mosquito. Looks like a mosquito. Yeah. I call it a mosquito. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's what do you call it? Yeah, you put that on a chicken. Yeah, oh, I love it. It's delicious. <laughs> okay, so now we're. Uh, I don't know if we count that as a cover, but the next song is a cover. Yes. Gene tackles a Disney classic, written by Ned Washington and Leigh Harline. It's called "When You Wish." Probably Probably. <laughs> I'm not real good. This is by Jen Simmons. Okay, here Boring. we go. Boring. I'm sorry. Did I say that now, out look, loud? Sorry. The good thing is he put it at the end of side two. Yeah. So even he knew, I'm just going to do this probably as a goof because he's not even singing it very well. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> if he would have sung it like um, some of the other songs where his voice was caught. If he'd have sung it better than I can yes. speak right now. Um, so, okay, we're done with Gene. For me... Um, I would get rid of When You Wish Upon a Star. Let's just get rid of that. And I don't care for Always Near You, Nowhere to Hide. So for me, this is, I give this a 9 out of 10. That's what I give it. Kyle, what do you give it? Um, yeah, I would say this is like an 8. Because I don't like that one that, that you guys we did. We like, like Mr. Make Believe. Oh, yeah, and I don't like really Always Near You. So that, Yeah, that's the one I don't like. So Oh, yeah, Mr. then Mr. Make Believe is the one that okay. I didn't like that I really liked. So there's three you don't like. Yeah, so okay. I give it like a... An eight. Okay. That, I and mean, that would take it down to eight songs. So, yeah. Courtney, what about you? What do you give it? I'm going to go nine and a half because I love this album. I yeah. love it. Really, the only song you don't care for is When You Wish Upon a Star. I mean, it's cute and it's nice to see like a soft side of Gene. Yeah. And that's kind of fun because, yeah. you know, most of the time it's about women and mm-hmm. he's a badass. So I kind of like that, but. But for me, he's he's had fun throughout this album mm-hmm. that he, you know, with the Hello Baby and the and all that kind of fun mm-hmm. stuff that I don't think he he needed this to 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 give us one more. Hey, and we're still having fun. But I think Julian said that it was because um, it was one of the first things he songs he knew when he moved here. Or something oh, OK. Yeah, or, yeah, he has um, some good PR spin on it. Y- yeah. <laughs> I, I bet he got some backlash and it's like. When I first heard the song, I could barely speak English, but I knew the words were true, that anyone could have anything that they want. The world and life could give its rewards to anyone. All right. Thank you, Gene. Mm-hmm. Unless you're Ace or Peter, and then you're out. You're out. <laughs> All right. Slide those two chips over to me, Kyle. I actually get to pick two, because by picking one of these, I actually pick the last two. Mm-hmm. Or what if I just leave the last one down, and we'll let Courtney pick that one? <laughs> All right, I'm picking. Okay, I grabbed one. 
and it is C for the cat man or Chris, if you guys want to do that. Mm -hmm. Peter Chris. All right. Now I will tell you that this was the one that I bought at the time because Peter was my favorite. Mm-hmm. And because and then when you returned it, what did you get instead? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I like this album cover. I like the, uh, the like bandolero thing on the front. You know, adds a little bit. Mm-hmm. I always love the green. And Peter saying, you know, Beth and Hard Luck Woman. So when I was a you know when I was an eighth grader, I was you know I love that. Mm-hmm. I love Peter's voice. Yeah. When he get. Well, we'll get there. When, 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 when he's under the control of Paul and Jean. Also, <laughs> I want to say that the, now on the back of all these albums, like on the back of Paul's, it says, it was, it said for, for Jean, Ace, and Peter. And mm-hmm. on the back of Jean's, it said for uh, Peter, Ace, and Paul. And then on the, and same with Ace's. But then on the back of Peter's, he threw like another name in there too. He, it was like for Jean... Paul, Ace, and I think it was like uh, Michael Benviga. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? So I don't know. If someone can someone can tell me what that's about, I have no idea. I thought, that, I thought you were going to say, and on the back of Peter's it said, I wrote Beth. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you Rolling Stone magazine uh, lays one star on this one. Whoa. Uh, so, so it's tied with uh, tied with Paul's. Paul's. Absolutely not. Yeah. Well, let's get into it. This is Jeez, that guy hates Kiss. Okay. I'll tell you that all songs are written by Earth Peter Girl. Chris. It was solo. The solo album was dedicated to Michael Benvenga, a, f- a former Lips member and friend that passed away from pneumatic meningitis. Okay, look. Um, Pe- Peter had always promised Michael that if the editor did a solo album, he would have Michael play on it. But Michael had already passed at that time, so that's why he dedicated it to him. Okay, look. If, oh. But if you're, keeping, if you're keeping the albums like in uniform and in sync mm-hmm. and branding them as kiss within the names, then Michael can have a credit on the inside, but on the back of that jacket, no, I say no. All right. Peter's got 10 songs. On <laughs> look, his, he's never going to see it. No, clearly <laughs> Peter's got 10 songs on his album. Uh, all songs written by Peter, Chris and Stan Pendridge, except for one, two, three, except for four songs. Oh boy. Let's see who's on this album. The wrong guy died is all I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm kidding. That's not funny. It is. Uh, Steve Lukather, friend of the show. Steve Lukather's been on the Obsessed show. Obsessed with him. Saw you had his book. Saw, yeah. I love Steve Lukather. Oh, uh, my God. Well, he's been on the show. Yes. And um, he does the guitar solo on two of the songs. And when we when we get to those songs, I have those cues in there to go to the, uh, to yeah. the guitar solo. Um, Alan Schwartzberg plays drums. Peter doesn't play drums on all the tracks. Alan Schwartzberg plays drums on three of the tracks. That sounds about right. It's insane. Peter doesn't play all the drums on Kiss albums. So. <laughs> yeah, just keeping in true to form. He, he only actually plays two drums and then someone else comes in and does the toms. I don't understand why he would. I mean, maybe he just wanted to focus on the vocals. Uh, Pete, out of all the albums, Peter's was the only album that had two singles released. Mm-hmm. And his album went to number 43. Yeah, but it was the lowest charting. No, it's... Well, no, no, this was the, this was the highest charting so far. It went to number 43 on the billboard chart. Oh, this, I'm maybe it was that maybe what are you, where are you looking on the Wikipedia? Do you see under, thing. under reception? Yeah. It says the album was the lowest charting of the kiss albums reaching number 43, but then on, it told us that the other ones were, Oh, those were the singles. 
or 46 and 47. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. It, yeah, not, neither of them charted. Oh, okay. But, uh, but it does say that the producer, Vinnie Poncia, is the only Kiss producer to win a Grammy Award. And along with Leo Sayer, they won for You Make Me Feel Like yeah. Dancing. And what's, uh, well, we'll talk about Vinnie uh, in a little bit. Um, Vinnie also produced the, the Scandal EP, which was the oh. biggest selling EP in Columbia Records history. Wow. Yeah. So Vinny, Vinny's done some stuff. Okay. So here we go. Peter Chris, track one is, and this album clocks in at 34 minutes. And boy, that's, that's just enough. Uh, this is I'm Gonna Love You. think that's a saying that people say rain he says i'm gonna love you rain or come shine no yeah it's come rain or shine yeah, yeah he says rain or come <laughs> shine how about just rain or shine <laughs> oh. i think they're trying to be clever and peter's always trying to be clever i think that's one of his problems that's a piece of crap right no, it's not bad. You like that song? It's all right. He sounds I, good. He his, sounds good. His voice does sound good. I agree. That country rock thing going. It's kind of a very seventies soft rock. It has song. some like blues sound in it yeah. too. Like I didn't. I actually didn't hate that. Don't I let look. me find you <laughs> sleeping with another man. There, there is one part where he <laughs> he sings something and it sounded like he just drank a bunch of milk because he was like, oh. he did do like, a little. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah. Rain or shine. <laughs> All right. I'm not, I'm not a fan of that one. Okay. Here we go. So when you bought this and took this home and played it, were you pretty <laughs> disappointed that you didn't buy one of the other <laughs> That's three? That's the thing. I don't know as a kid if I, if I was disappointed or not. I don't know if I thought, hey, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know what I thought. I had to be disappointed, though. <laughs> you have to be disappointed with, at, at any age, right? With this. <laughs> All right, the next song is written... Let's just hurry up and get through this, please. The next one is written by Vinny uh, Poncia, John Vistano, and Michael Morgan, and this is called You Matter to Me. (laughs) I guess I was disappointed. That is so fucking cheesy. It sounds like it was written as a, like for a movie, oh and then they God. said no. That is exactly uh, what I wrote. 
true. I was like, first it starts out like a porno, and then it's like a 70s sitcom theme. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then all I can think of when I hear this is the movie Night Shift. Remember that with Henry yes, Winkler? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, we love that movie. Oh my God, we I love, love that. Yeah. I love that this movie. This is the kind of cheese music that was in it. This song, I, I actually looked it up. I'm like, is it in Night Shift? <laughs> like I had to look because I could just see all those scenes where they're like going down the street and getting the yeah. hookers to the right Guys, Keaton's putting his windshield wipers off and a a million tickets are flying off. Yeah. And it's You Matter to Me. This song was the second single. (laughs) Are you fucking kidding me? Look, I got to be, there's better, there's better songs on here. Not good songs, but better one. That's crap. But at the time, I mean, that was like. (laughs) <laughs> wasn't that kind of like a hip cool sound like the oh boy i don't know if that was ever hip cool sound uh, i don't know i was only mm. five years old when these albums came out so. that's rough yeah all right this was the first single an uninsp- an uninspired cover of tossing and turning just does nothing for me it's so generic it could be anyone it could be me at karaoke it's so it's all right i mean it's not it's actually one of gene's favorite songs of all time that song well not this version no the original (laughs) version the uh, bobby lewis version but um, let's hear the bobby lewis version if you don't mind kyle find that to get this And the supremes have done it like better people people have have done done this song yeah jeez my dad did a cover to this song. I loved your dad's version. My dad, to this. yeah, my dad's not in the music business, but um, it's a, uh, it's it's yeah, it's a heavily covered song. Okay. It's okay, you know. Let's hear the original. I couldn't sleep at all last night. Already, it's better. It's like upbeat and yeah. fun. Well, there's passion in that. There's like, yeah, he, he actually is like something invested going, in the song. Peter's yeah. not. Peter makes it sound like Splish Splash. <laughs> oh my God. I'm surprised Splish Splash isn't on here. Yeah. Oh, I did Yakety Yak and Splish Splash, oh, two of the worst songs of all time. You can bet there's demos of those somewhere. He demoed those. All right. All right. We're, uh, hey guys, let's do Splish Splash. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I don't know. Yeah, I, all right. That's, I thought, uh, uh, never mind. I'm sorry. This the, album leaves us speechless. It does. I was going to say, I mean, he could have done Monster Mash. Like, <laughs> that would have been great. He could have done Wooly Bully, <laughs> Louie Louie. Yeah. All right. Here's, uh, oh, this, is, this is what Gene said when they <laughs> broached the subject. Here's Don't You Let Me da- Don't You Let Me Down. Oh, and he does and did. Oh. <laughs> This is like under the boardwalk. I like this one. I do. Baby, don't you let me down. Don't you let me down. Don't you leave me alone. His voice sounds good on this. Yeah. It does. Don't you run I, I don't mind this one. I would no. agree with you. This sounds like a three dog night song. Yeah. Baby, baby, when I'm on the ground. Yeah. 
For me, I think this is what he wanted the entire album to be like. Yeah. And I think this is his best attempt at getting that style. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, that this, wasn't bad. that's way better than the other three that we've heard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that's a nice yeah, song. That's not bad. Now This, this, this just makes me laugh because you know some kid brought this home and some parent was like, I don't want that devil music in my house. Yeah, yeah. And then it was like, do <laughs> It was like, it's literally all the, all the things you grew up it's on. It's like Jim yeah. Croce and their like <laughs> yep. Dan Fogelberg records sound the same. <laughs> Uh, okay, now the next song. The devil music. This next one's rough, but Steve Lukather does the guitar solo, so we have that to look forward to. Um, I'm, I'm assuming this is, uh, this is Vagina. That's the kind of sugar Papa likes. Oh, I'm, I skipped one. Oh, you yeah, did? That Broads and Toots love this song. We love this one. You like the kind of sugar Papa likes? You know what? I wanted to hate this song when I saw the title, but it's not that bad. All right, let's hear it. I did want to hate it. Jump to the guitar solo. I didn't hate that. I, I feel like if it were an instrumental, though, I would like it better. I'll tell you about it when we're done. <laughs> I'll set you straight. Right. Here's the guitar solo by Steve Lukather. Clean. Yeah. Oh, yep. he's so good. Uh, go ahead. I'll let you go uh, first, please, Courtney. Um, well, Mama likes this sugar. Uh, <laughs> that Papa brings? Papa brings me some sugar. And I think it's kind of fun. It's kind of rocking. I think this kind of has the ELO thing going, too. But it's uh, it's not as... it's. I wanted to hate it, and I don't. It's okay. kind of a fun song. It's, now, it's fun. I listened to it that time thinking about if, if another artist sang this, would I like it? Mm-hmm. And the artist that came to me is someone who... I thought you were just going to go, and no. <laughs> <laughs> that, would have been, that would have been the funny way to go for it, but I'm being, uh, I'm being sincere currently, which is not what I always do. Um, an artist that played on Gene's album, I think, could do this, and I would love it, and that's Bob Seger. Oh, interesting. I think Bob Seger could do this. Yeah. Because yeah. he, he, he actually has a song called Come to Papa. Okay. Find that or Anson Williams, who's also on Gene's album. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Donnie Most sometimes plays uh, at Vitello's. I've seen that, actually. Um, go to someone that some I know night. plays with him, and I can't remember who mm. it is. Why do I know this? Maybe I saw it on your Facebook. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Ooh, you got Come to Papa? Yep. Bob Seger? That's the kind of sugar Papa likes. <laughs> And you feel, feel it real low 
cool. Yeah. The whole thing's getting out of hand. What are you going to do? Come to Papa. Like, I think he's got the chops to pull off. Uh, yeah, 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 something like that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Peter's too weaselly to sing a song like this. Now, if you want to go, <laughs> if you want to stay on YouTube and go to uh, Donnie Most and type in uh, Rock is Dead, you want to hear a Donnie Most song? I would love to hear a Donnie like Most song. Like at the time when, uh, when um, Happy Days was out, I guess they mm. gave all those guys like recording contracts. Uh-huh. I love Ron Howard's album. <laughs> Well, that's why I make the Anson Williams oh, reference because he actually was like, like the Jim the Neighbors voice. Like he had like a really nice, but but he always sang on the show. He always had a nice. Yeah, voice. you're true. That's true. And then and then we'll play something from Opie sings the blues. Uh, okay, this <laughs> did you find it? Donnie yeah. Most, Rock is Dead. Yeah. Wait, do you hear this recording? The chorus is the best. Anytime rock's going to fade away, you can bet it's going to be here to stay in you know every song. what, though? That is such a chick song. Like, if I, you know, like if I was like a 12-year-old girl at that time and heard that, I would love that song. Ralph Mouth's the best. I would. Totally. Uh, let's go to, I assume, since there's 10 songs, I assume the next one kicks off side two. This is Easy Thing. Love is so hard. <laughs> you guys are love mean. Is so hard to find. He whimpered there. <laughs> well, that was me. Oh. When love, such an easy thing. Such an easy thing. Such an easy thing to lose. All right, let me tell you something good about the song. The guitar on this song is played by Elliot Randall. Elliot Randall is best known for playing the solo on Steely Dan's Reelin' in the Years. Oh, that's cool. And the solo on Irene Cara's Fame. Wow. Also, it's reported that Led Zeppelin guitarist Jimmy Page said Randall's solo on Reelin' in the Years it's his favorite guitar solo of all time. Very cool. Yeah. I actually so, put that this sounds like Led Zeppelin Rain Song meets Dan Fogelberg. <laughs> that's what I put. That's not bad. But we skipped a song. We skipped Don't You Let Me Down. No. Try we, to keep my chin up. Oh, we did We did. We did skip that. We did. did we no. didn't listen to it. We didn't listen to it. Yeah, we did. No, believe me, I'd remember. Listen, as soon as you we play did? it, you'll know we did. Is this Don't You Let Me Down? Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. Oh, God, I, I have it written down twice. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah, because I sang the part, don't try to keep God, my chin I'm up. I'm so sorry. Up. No, you, I, I didn't. That's how forgettable it is. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> we all were just kind of like, I, we I, I, I guess sure. we didn't. It was, imbe- it was burned into my, okay. My bad. Now, I, now this one, I'm reading the title. It doesn't, I don't remember this song at all. I can't even, 
I can't even pull it in my mind. (laughs) No, this is rock me, comma, baby. This is where we threw a piano down the stairs. (laughs) Again, Bob Seeger. Very, yeah. yeah. feel like Eddie Murphy's about to walk into the uh, country bar yeah. in 48 hours. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, Sean Delaney wrote that. He was the co-producer on this album. Um, no, he, he wasn't. No, he, he wasn't. If, I'm sorry. He wasn't. He, he uh, co-wrote. No, I'm sorry. Sean Delaney has something to do with that. Uh, he's done other kiss stuff. Yeah. He's the choreography. Yeah. But anyway, he, he wrote the song. But I, I mean, I, I, again, I, if, if that was Bob Seger, I think I would like it. So, yeah. Or like Otis Day in the Nights. I probably would love it if yeah. it was in Animal House and Otis Day and the Knights were singing it. I love this song. I Did think, you like it? I like this song a lot, and I think he sounds great, and I think mm-hmm. it's fun. And, you know, it's just the whole tone of this album is just not really my thing. Yeah, me either. And But the uh, but this song is fun. And, I mean, I love Peter's voice. I just I just wish he picked different songs. Yeah, I mean, he could have, he could have pulled from a lot of songwriters and just done, He really know, could have, but I think he just... Not covers, but songs from... Originals from other songwriters. But then his neck, like his first solo album outside of Kiss was very soft, rocky, ballady. Yeah. Like, I think he just enjoys That's what he likes to do. That, yeah. So, and no one's going to die. Hard Luck Woman and, and Beth are great. They're amazing. But yeah. man, Peter's sexy voice sounds awesome yeah. on like Hooligan and like yep. nothing, nothing Lose. Like, it's, I don't know. Mainline. I love Mainline. Mainline is one of my favorite Kiss songs. Black Diamond? I'm a little sick of Black Diamond, but he sounds amazing yeah, on he it. Does. But that's what I mean. It's like, Peter, come on, you've got the gift. Why aren't you giving it to us? So now, um, that's all I'm saying. I didn't hate that one. So, like, when you say, oh, I kind of like that, I, like I, I know exactly where you're at on this. Yeah. I haven't been keeping track number wise. Uh, Rolling Stone's been keeping track, though, one star. Uh, let's go with uh, Pitchfork gave it a zero out of 10. <laughs> they did? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Pitchfork Media, zero out of 10. Oh, um, my God. Ooh, that's this I this I feel I feel if he had gone with a different producer than someone who had he just needed some guidance. Yeah, he didn't have any guidance. He was running uh, roughshod. Is that a is that a phrase? <laughs> I, I mean, he could he might use it. Rain or or maybe he was getting guidance and he was doing you know his putting his foot down thing and throwing temper tantrums and who knows? Maybe you know mm-hmm. who knows? All right, track eight. Kiss the girl goodbye. Kiss the girl goodbye. It's time for me to fly. Wipe the tears away. 
Is this the same guitarist? It's not. It's a different guy. Okay. He's coming up though on uh, another song soon. So baby, please wait for me. Don't want no one to take my place. You're the one for me. If you played this and asked me to guess who sang this, I would never say Peter. Oh, Chris. I agree. No one would know. I wouldn't have a clue. He's, yeah, he's singing different on this. It sounds like karaoke. It's like if you put a Beatles song in a blender. Kiss the girl goodbye. Just like I, not a fan of that one. It's no. like, hey, do you want to hear an alternate reality where the Beatles sucked? <laughs> <laughs> I just like where, <laughs> this, Oh my god. Uh, it seems like a TV movie kind of song. Yeah, it's in like Brian's song. Uh, <laughs> He's like <laughs> And how about this generic title for song number 9, Hooked on Rock and Roll. So generic. Okay, let, but I, but again, I can't even in my head I can't I don't even know what this song sounds like. I will tell you, we get another Steve Lukather guitar solo somewhere Yay. on this. So let's hear track nine, Hooked on Rock and Roll. Vaccinated with a Victrola needle, and I'm hooked on rock and roll. By the way, I want to tell you guys, uh, Sean Delaney co-wrote Mr. Speed, Making Love, and Take Me, as well as All-American Man. Hmm. So that's why the song that he wrote was Rock Me Baby. I forget, did we like that one or didn't we like it? See, again, yeah, forgettable. Yeah, that one was just, that one was, we were like, this is all right. right yeah. Like, it's, it's also hard because you're like... This is good for this, but compared to the other ones, <laughs> yeah. no. It's my yeah. favorite one on the record, Rock Me Babies. Rock Me Babies, mm-hmm. okay. And I like all those Sean Delaney songs that you just said. Like, the, oh, did we hear the... Especially get, Mr. Speed. Yeah, that's a great song. We didn't hear the guitar solo, did we? No. Oh, no, no. Okay. Yeah, here, I'll play Okay, it. so back to Hooked on Rock and Roll, just to give Steve Lukather his due. Mm-hmm. Because he's not getting residuals for this. No. Right, right into some baritone sax. Again, it sounds like something that was like written for a TV movie where yeah. they're like, we need a, we need like a song that people are dancing to at a party. Yes. Oh my gosh. It is. That does. It's like an episode of the love boat. Like yeah. when you go yeah. into the lounge, like this yeah. is playing. Yeah. We're hoping we couldn't get the rights for this. So yes. just something yeah. similar. Yeah. All right. This is, um, we're going to close it out. This is another song written solely by Sean Delaney. This also features Elliot Randall on guitar, the guy that... Oh, uh, okay. Okay. The acoustic guy. I don't know if he's playing 
Gatustic. That's not even a word. No, but it is now. That's a really Gatustic. cool. Gatustic guitar. Yeah. Is that when you play like two acoustic guitars? Sure is. Gatustic. Sure is. Google it. <laughs> this is called I Can't Stop the Rain. And this, you, you have to play this from the beginning because of the thing Peter says. Oh, God. That's right. This is New York. Yo. <laughs> this is New York. Yo. What do you mean? Was this album even recorded in New York? It better have been. Yeah, record plant in New York. All right, I'll allow it. This does sound like New York. This could be like a Barry Manilow song it right could, now. Yeah. as a kid when I bought this album that this was my favorite song on the album. Mm-hmm. I, I don't mind that, that, that this is New York. Yo is just, it's silly. And, um, and again, he says, make love to you. I don't His like that. It doesn't sound great on this though. Not as good as it sounds on a couple yeah, of the other songs. It's like he smoked 10 packs of cigarettes beforehand. <laughs> he definitely recorded this one last. Yeah. yeah. His voice was, but, um, this song has a home though. I mean, I also like musical theater. Like my tastes are pretty wide, like, mm-hmm. but I do love a good musical. And if a woman with a really strong voice yeah. sang this in the middle of a musical, I would have tears streaming down mm-hmm. my face. Celine Dion. So, well, I, 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 her voice annoys me, but okay. like, sorry, but like a musical theater voice, like the girl from Hedwig and the Angry Inch. I can't think of her name right now, but every note she sang, I had tears streaming down my face. I'm going to stick with a rocker and I'm going to throw out Ann Wilson. She would crush this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, someone with like a beautiful, clean voice that can sing yeah. really high. Like I, I would just be crying my eyes out. I think it would, <laughs> I think it would have a home in a musical. This version, uh, this would version, put no. to sleep the city that never sleeps. Yeah. I'm crying now cause I just want us to stop playing it. Okay. So here we we're at the end. I, <laughs> I think I really could only really handle two songs. If I really had to do it, I would say two songs and so that gives, for me, it's a two out of 10. Kyle? Yeah, it's two or three, maybe. Three is very generous. <laughs> yeah. Courtney, what do you think? And again, I, they're all, like, as I read the names again, I have to try to really think hard what the song sounded like. I mean, I, I'm going to be a little bit more, I'm going to be a little easier on Peter because I love his voice so much. So when he lets it, shine mm-hmm. where he really lets his voice shine there's i i, I like that mm-hmm. so even though i might not love the song i'm still 
I'm still digging his voice. So I'm, I mean, what did you give it a two? Is that what you, you said? said maybe like, a three. Maybe a three. I say a five because <sighs> I'm giving him a five strictly for the vocals his, on the songs where he really brings it. That's the thing is that's probably another reason I bought and I Peter's like album songs, yeah. was because um, I do like his voice too. I love it. And it's a shame that we didn't have, even if it would have just been a nine song album, it, it's a shame that those nine weren't just home runs. Yeah. I mean, that's why I liked Rock Me Baby the most because that sounds the most Peter Chris ish yeah. to me. You yeah. know, like even, I mean, even Beth, which is, you know, he's still like gritty and raspy and into it and passionate. Yeah. There's not a lot of passion in this record. No. Like Gene, you know, obviously he had like 6,000 people there. I mean, he wanted that. He wanted that so much, and you can hear it in the record. Well, here's the thing. Did they all have the same budget when they recorded these? Because They must have. They must have. Because they had to have, because it was one of those things, like, you have four children. You, yeah. can't, you, ha- you can't give one more than the other. Gene mm-hmm. was a mover and shaker, too, so a lot of those people just came in as favors sure. just to hang out mm-hmm. and do it. Of course. It. Everyone gets 10000 to do theirs, and Peter, here's a dollar. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay, let's move on to... This is my favorite one. This is my, I mean, I'm just going to throw it out there right now. Mm, I listen to this one a lot. I'm not going to, not going to, yeah, I mean, I listen to this, like, I pull this one out and I listen to it. The other ones are going, oh, maybe I'll listen to this, but this is like a go-to for me. And for Ace's album, he co-produces with Eddie Kramer, who produced the Alive albums and Rock and Roll Over, and I think Love Gun, so... Ace was just like, hey, what's going on? I'm going to stick with someone I know. I know. I'm going to, yeah. Rolling Stone gave this a two out of five. I can't that's, even ri- that's ridiculous. That. Yeah, but what did Pitchfork give this one? 8.5. Eight 8.5. Yeah, Pitchfork. Okay. Oh, let's see if uh, there's any Julian Gill fun facts for this one. Although you've been kind of nailing all of them. Hang on. Uh, Julian Gill, who wrote the book. Uh, about the solo album. Oh, you brought me that book? I'm going to get it for you. Gene A's Peter <laughs> and Paul, the detailed exploration of the 1978 Kiss solo albums, available on Amazon. All right, uh, let's see. Ace's solo album charted for the most number of weeks, 23. Um, New York Groove was the only hit single from any of the solo albums, reaching number 13. That's amazing. Isn't and, that and, crazy? And you know why that's a great cover? Because no one knew that. No one, I didn't, I've never heard New York Groove before. I didn't know it was a cover. I didn't know, it was, didn't a know cover. it was a cover either. I didn't know it was a cover yeah. either. I always thought it was Ace's anthem. Yeah. He which really, it is. Yeah, it is his anthem. Yeah. In Rock Soldiers. And I just wish uh, before he, at the beginning of it, before the warrant, 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 he would have said, this is New York Groove. <laughs> <laughs> now, you said the name of that, of the book about the solo albums. Yes. Say it again. Um, it is called, sorry, Julian, it's a very long title, Gene, Ace, Peter, and Paul. Okay, that's all I wanted you to say. When you say, when you name the four members of KISS by their first name, what order do you do it in? Different all the time. See, I always say uh, um, uh, John, Paul, George, and Ringo. No, I always, say, <laughs> I always say Gene, Paul, Ace, and Peter. That's how I always say it. Gene, Paul, Ace, Peter, I guess. I mean, I never really... I what do you really say? I, I definitely flop Peter or Gene, but or Paul or Gene, but they're always first, and then it's and then it's Ace and someone. Peter, or yeah, and some. Oh, you mean so it's either Gene, Paul, Ace, and Peter, or Paul, Gene, Ace, and Peter? Yeah. All right. Ace plays the most instruments of anyone on on his solo album. Julian says played electric, acoustic, bass, and synthesizer. Yeah, he, um, he played more bass than Gene played. He did. 
Now, Ace pretty much, what he did was he almost put together a band to record this. It's Ace, it's Anton Fig on drums, who who will go on to play on the next two Kiss albums. And Fraley's Comet. It's, yep, you're right. And he uses Will Lee. Anton Fig and Will Lee were both in David Letterman's band. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, or I don't know if David Letterman was on the air in 78. He wasn't, was he? No. But they, have, they went on. Um, so Ace plays bass on all the songs except for three, and then the rest is Will Lee. And... Um, uh, yeah, I mean, th- he basically, you know, he's got some people singing backup, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, a Bobby McAdams does the talk box on New York Groove, so that's not Ace doing that. Womp, 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 oh, okay. Or whenever he talks, whatever. Okay, so uh, let's start it out. This is uh, all songs written by Ace Freely, except where noted, and the ones that he, um, so he co-wrote one, two, he co-wrote three, and then New York Groove was written by. Russ Ballard. So this album clocks in at 36 minutes, 25 seconds, and let's start with Rip It Out. Yeah. just a jam oh it's the best song and I, I love rip it out oh, and i love later on when he goes i hope you suffer i hope you suffer with now, this new york accent <laughs> up until this album ace had only sang two kiss songs shock me and rocket ride those are the only two so when this came out it was really like what what can ace do by himself he's uh-huh. only ever i've only ever heard him sing two songs ace ace is not the best vocalist but his voice works for every one of these songs. Yeah, he uh-huh. he he knows his limitations. He, he and, does. Yes, and, and, and he does doesn't it. he doesn't try to he doesn't right, try yeah. to do anything like no. he's not going to do a ballad really. No, he's not going to do that. So that song's I love it. Uh, the next song was written co-written with eight. Did did I get did you get to talk, Courtney? I just love that song. Yeah, I mean, me that's too. one of my all-time favorite Kiss songs, and so is Shock Me. So when and, you were saying the only two songs, I love Shock Me. Definitely the best song that kicks off one of these albums. This is the best start to all four albums. Yes. Aces starts if, the strongest. If Gene yeah. didn't have that intro and it just went into Radioactive, then it would be a, a it'd, it'd be, be close. It would be very close. Yes. But agreed. Rip It Out is still amazing. Such a fun song. Speeding Back to My Baby, co-written by Ace Freely and his wife at the time, Jeanette Freely. Or Jeanette. I don't know how to Jeanette Freely. Jeanette Freely.
Kyle. Great. It's so great. So good. I mean, what a, a one-two punch. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Did Ace have these songs and he would present them for Kiss albums and they would, were they scared of them? Because I, I feel like, I feel like Gene and Paul feel about Ace the way Don Henley and Glenn Fry feel about Joe Walsh. Oh, ev- interesting. Ev- everyone loves Ace and everyone loves Joe. And I think that really scares the main guys a lot. Well, you know what? Um, well, the Kiss fans say, the Kiss, I'll just call them the Kiss Army. Kiss Army says uh, that Ace was hoarding the songs, that he wasn't pitching them. Okay. He was hanging on to these. Well, that might be smart too, especially if he's not being treated with respect or as an equal partner at the time. Right. So he was holding on to these because he wanted to do them himself. That's what they say. And then there is an argument that, that that some people think that if he had given them to Kiss and that they had actually played them, mm-hmm. that that they would have been on Dynasty and Dynasty would have been a better record. Julian disagrees, but I've heard other Kiss fans say that. I don't have an opinion uh, either way. I just really like this record. I personally, I really like Dynasty except for, I don't really like Peter's song, Dirty Living. It's all right. I but Peter want- sounds good. Yeah, he does. Let me, and it's, uh, but yeah, Ace's song's on there. He does, well, he does the cover of 2000 Man 2000 by the Rolling Man. Stones. And then he uh, he does, I love Hard Times and I love Save Your Love. I, I like I like Save songs. Your Love too. Uh, because I like Save Your Love because in the chorus, it's, you can, Gene and Paul are singing with him. And like, I think Gene goes, Save Your Love. And Paul's just like, Save, mm-hmm. save Your Love. So, um, people, save your love. <laughs> Save your songs, Ace. That, yeah, exactly. Ace saved his songs. I mean, that's that's the rumor. Yeah. All right, let's go. And in. Do you think they let him sing more songs on this album because of his? Well, yeah. The next that two would make sense. The next two Kiss albums after this had three Ace Freely songs. Right? Like, hey, I mean, on better. Dynasty, Gene only sings two. Ace yeah. sings three. Paul sings three, and Peter sings one. Hmm. Now, Gene's songs are great. Uh, Charisma. And um, X-ray, eyes. X-ray Eyes. I love both of those songs. I really love Dynasty. Dynasty. I like Dynasty. Too. I like Charno fun. Something. That's yeah, a great that's a great song. song. Mm-hmm. All right, let's kick it off. Uh, not kick it off, but let's keep going. Song three, Snowblind. Good. Most of these Ace ones start right at the beginning because they all start so great. I love the line right where you cut it to. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. lost in space. I'm lost in space. Yeah, it's, he's got to do that. Yeah, uh, that's a great that's a great groove, and it like it it the first two songs are like almost like power rock pop songs. They are. They're poppy. and then and then he changes it up a little bit. This is not 
it, this is not in line with those two, but I still love this song. This is very ace though. Like ace writes those dude songs like, yeah. like Parasite and Strange Ways is ace too, isn't yeah. it? Yep. Okay. So this, this sounds like Strange Ways to me. Yeah. And uh, I wonder why Ace didn't want to sing Strange Ways. Maybe he, maybe, who knows? Yeah. He was just not confident probably in his singing voice at the maybe. time. Maybe. All right, let's go. Gene, to, Gene kills it though. I like the way Gene Yeah, he does. Let's go. Oh, sorry. Burped a little burp there. Song four, Ozone. Ozone. This this album just makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. I, I I mean, for me the the best. If you take the two or three best songs from Ace's album, Gene's album, and Paul's album, it's all they're all equal mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, but Ace has way more great songs, track for track, for me on this album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is more of a dude album for me. Mm-hmm. Like. I, I call them dude songs. Like yeah. Ozone is such a dude song. Yeah. I mean, this is so. Dude. Yeah, it is. It, yeah. Snowblind and Ozone definitely. Yeah. But now he's going to get us, he's going to get us back on track that he set out on side one with speeding back to my baby and rip it out. Here's what's on your mind. you like this song why is that because it sounds like cheap trick oh it does sound like cheap trick a little bit yeah a little bit um we're playing a lot longer clips than we usually play because it's just you have to get in you have to you know what i mean that song's awesome that song is awesome i think that's my favorite on this one it's so good it's uh, hard to pick a favorite i will say that ace and gene both have the best side ones Mm. for sure because we liked everything on eight on gene's side one and we like everything. According, I assume we like everything on this side. Uh, what I, don't you like? I can take or leave Snowblind and Ozone. Okay. I usually skip over those. Okay. Yeah. And you said they're dude songs. They're and, just dude songs. I don't, he, I don't dislike yeah. them. They're just not for me. And even if you wouldn't have said that, 
that they're dude songs, I, I would still understand that. Yeah. Because those other three are killers. They're just so solid, yeah. All right, moving on to side two. Side two kicks off with a cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, the highest charting song. Mm-hmm. Um, even they even sang this on the reunion tours and stuff. I think New York Groove. I think New York Groove. I've seen came back. clips of Kiss uh, uh, together during New York Groove. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, written by Russ Ballard. This is New York Groove. We got uh, David Lasley and Susan Collins doing the heavy lifting on the vocals there, but Ace is in there with them. And this is a this is such an like a- everyone can sing this song. It's such a it's such an easy. It's almost a I don't want to say talk singing, but it's very you know what I mean. Yeah, and when you see Ace live, you do sing it for him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and you sing Cold Gin. We uh, <laughs> he just lets us sing it. Now you said you liked uh, that you like Enough's Enough. We saw Enough's Enough open for Ace freely out of the Canyon Club. Yep, I was there. You were there. I was there. We were there. That was a good show. I wish we would have known you then. I know. I wish I would have known you. Who were you with? Too. I went by myself. I do that sometimes too. I go by myself all the time because I don't want people talking during the songs. <laughs> I really hate it. When do you do you try to get as close as possible to the band? Yeah. Uh, it depends. It depends on the kind of show. That show, it didn't matter. No, you know, no. I wanted to be farther away from the stage for Ace because it's so loud. Yeah, it is loud. Yeah, Ace we stood like loud. pretty close to the back. Yeah, we yeah we were in the back. Yeah, I was uh, like in the middle off to the left. But yeah, I went to that and the, the Saban, the Saban, whatever I went to. Oh, you went both to both of them? Yeah, and then I just saw him open for Alice Cooper at the Greek couple yeah, weeks we ago. Yeah, we couldn't go to that. Was that amazing? It, Honest, I, I don't want to make you feel bad. It was seriously one of the best shows I've ever seen in my entire life. Was that the first time Ace had ever played at the Greek? I don't know, but it was the first time I'd ever seen Alice. So I oh, was I've seen Alice many times. Blown away, and I just couldn't believe that I have not gone to see him. But I don't know because I really like his band. Yeah, really like his band. And you know, when when Eric Singer used to drum with Alice, mm-hmm. I mean, I love I love Eric with Kiss. But I feel like he got to do more with in the Alice band, like Alice spread out a lot more. His musicians he does. very nicely. Yeah, yeah, he really does because he knows they're there to see him. But yeah. why? Why wouldn't I let everyone have their due? Have right. you watched the Hired Gun documentary? No, not yet. Oh, you oh, should see that. Alice, is, Alice great. is great, and he's all he's like, yeah, I just pick people that I like that are the best, and then I hope that they graduate out and do other things. Yeah, like, uh-huh. so cool. And then yeah. I look for the next guy to come in. That's cool. Yeah. yeah, I like Alice. But anyway, yeah. So, uh, what was I just gonna? I was gonna tell you something. Oh, when I was a little kid, I loved this song on the radio. I loved it so much. Uh, every time it came on, I wanted to turn it up. Yeah, mm-hmm. I loved it. I it's was just like something six about years it. Old. There's something there for everyone. It's a great song. Uh, it's the shortest song on the album at three minutes and one second. 
which is weird because it's the most repetitive and mm-hmm. Ace's choruses are repetitive. Yeah. He's very repetitive. And I asked Julian that. I was like, what? What is that about him that he just when he goes, honestly, I think he's just lazy. <laughs> just lazy. <laughs> just being lazy. Just like, ah, oh, we'll just repeat it seven or I've eight got, times. I've got one verse. We'll say that nine times. Yeah. Okay. Next song, track seven, I'm in need of love. that song it doesn't have a great chorus that's all right but it's okay but i like it i, I think that would be the one that i'd be lukewarm on but in the headphones the guitar sounds great yeah. yeah there's a lot of again a lot of separation between the left and the right i like when ace yells too yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> uh number eight wiped out and this kind of has the feel of the song wipe out a little bit with the drums is co-written with anton fig the drummer so let's go wiped out There's a lot of uh, layers to that. Mm-hmm. It sounds weird, but I mean like that, you know, he sings, you know, dun, 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 and then it goes into that hippie dippy thing. And then I just, I love it. He's super committed to this one. He too. really like, is. Yeah. I, I like that about it. Like this is very real and uh, I'm very yep, passionate. Yep. This one. And truth, obviously truthful lyrics. Clearly truthful lyrics. You know, yes. <laughs> he's snow blind, he's wiped out. It feels like. It feels like Ace, he just, he was like, this is what I want to do and this is what I'm good at and I'm going to do that. Right. And I feel like Peter was like, I want to do something very different. different. And then I feel like Gene and Paul were like, we want to make, I want to be the best. Both of them yeah. said that. Ah, so I think funny. it like yep. seems like and what that's did, probably why Ace's is yeah. the most cohesive because he just did, just what, did he what, naturally, what he naturally would do. Yeah. It's the purest, I guess yeah. you could yeah. say. Yeah. That song's, uh, oh no, I'm sorry. The last song is the longest. The next one, the next one's Fractured Mirror and it kicks off um, on his subsequent solo albums. He would do like 
I don't know, some other, this is an instrumental. Yes. So you do like Fractured Mirror 2 or whatever yeah. they were called. This or, is what is playing like before Ace comes out on stage yeah. too. So we'll just hear a little bit of this. It's, it's an instrumental and I, I'm not, um, I don't love instrumentals because I like lyrics. I like to sing along, but this, this, is, this isn't a bad pretty. one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Little like Cheap Trick. Yeah, a little, little bit. Yeah. Some, some Rick nielsen sounds. Jump ahead. Let me hear if it changes up at all. Oh, hello. <laughs> Sorry. Woo. Woo. We'll pay for the surgery. It does. All right. Up a cool. Bit. And this is this is a true instrumental because of even as he, as I was listening, to that I'm like, could there be lyrics to this? Well, kind of not really. And if there were, I don't know that Ace could have sung them because it's in such. There's a, a mirror and it's broken <laughs> with <Sorry>. cocaine on it. <laughs> sure, baby. <laughs> Oh, I didn't uh, even think about that. That's what it's about. But let's just be honest. The whole yeah. album is about cocaine. It's all it's all about drugs and <laughs> bad things. Speeding back to my baby. He's driving drunk. Obviously driving drunk. Mm-hmm. Um, Snow blind. He's obviously in a blizzard of cocaine. Yep. <laughs> all right. So that's that's Ace. Free. We we got through all four of them. What do you give this scale of one to ten, Kyle? And this is a ten. Even though I'm like lukewarm on those last three, the first. So many as, as lukewarm as you are on those two, they far surpass the worst songs on the other three. Yeah. Yeah. For me too. I give this a 10 also. Yeah. I guess I have to give it a 10. Yeah. I, I probably listened to this one the most, even though if you were to ask me which mm-hmm. one's my favorite, yeah. I'd still probably say jeans. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's a good one. Uh, yeah. uh, let's, okay. If we're going to rank them, I th- we might be in agreement. Let me, I'm going to throw down and then you guys decide. Yeah. Aces is first, Jeans, Paul's, Peters. And I understand you might. I'm conflicted. I would say, I would say Paul, Jean, Ace, all tied for first. And then Peters. Peters fourth. (laughs) Peters fourth. Peters fourth. And what do you say? Um, Yeah, I would go with you, Ace, Jean, Paul, and then Peter. And you can make the argument for Paul and Jeans to be switched, but I like more songs on jeans and again if you took the if you took ace and jeans sound the most like a kit kiss mm. yeah and paul you and don't peter think paul sounds like well kiss? some of his songs yeah. and then i think he tries to do like i'm not just kiss you know like here's some ballads like that he does kinda, my hairy chest i'm holding a rose yeah, in front of it yeah. yeah if you take the three best songs off of aces the three best off jeans the three best off paul's and then grab one <laughs> from peter's that's a fucking great kiss album mm-hmm. that's a great kiss and you can do that at home now people with burning your own cds mm-hmm. and your itunes you can do that and um so what are the best songs um wouldn't you like to know me is the best song on paul's yeah we agree on that yes what do we think's the best song on jeans i like true confessions but it's radioactive yeah i think radioactive is the best it's, it's my favorite all right what's the best song on aces that's the hardest one. I that think is my, the hardest. I like what's on your mind a lot, but I mean, it could 
It could be that. It could be speeding back to my baby. It could be New York Groove. See, uh, yeah, I like rip it out. I like rip, I like it, rip it, out it out too. too yeah. All right. So that, and then with Peter, what did we say we like? We didn't mind rock and rock me, baby. Rock, rock me, me baby. baby. And I didn't mind. I can't stop the rain. So all right, that's where we're at. We know it's not tossing and turning. No. Now what I'll tell you is. What happened from these solo albums is when they went to do Dynasty, which is weird to me, they took uh, Vinnie Poncia to produce it. Mm. Peter's is obviously the weakest album. It doesn't, it's not even the best produced. I think Gene's might be, but yet they pull, mm. they took Peter's producer and then, but from Ace's album, they bring the drummer. They bring um, Anton, Anton Fig to yeah. play on uh, Dynasty. It's so strange. I didn't realize Anton played on Dynasty. I thought he I thought he played on Unmasked. He plays on both. He plays oh. on every song on Dynasty except Dirty Living. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That's Peter's that's Peter's baby. Yeah, Di- Dynasty's great, but it's cobbled together. It feels like it. All right, well, I had a Courtney, thank you so much for being here. This was great fun and you were you were super knowledgeable and um I like that we were just getting into the music and and uh you know, look there's some big Kiss fans out there, and Courtney and I love Kiss, and we know a lot about Kiss, but we don't know what you guys know. So please be kind to us, right? Yes, Kiss agree? Army, you guys know everything. I learn everything from you. You're the ones who turn me on to the songs. You're the ones who help me dissect them in, yeah. in different ways. But th- this was super fun for me. I've never gotten this heavy into the solo albums before, so this was super fun. And thank, thank you, you for agreeing to do it. Of course. Oh, my gosh. Do you want to come over and talk about the Kiss Soul albums? Yes. You're going to have to listen yes, to I them. Yes, I do. And then listen to them again and listen to them again. I was fine with that. But the only thing I said to you was, oh, God, I have to listen to Peter's. Because I've, <laughs> I've never listened to the whole thing. I stopped yeah. at the third song and I never went back. Did you listen to it top to bottom or did. did you skip? Nope. I listened to it top to bottom. Fast forward? And I, Nope. I did, right. it, and I did it twice. Wow. I did it twice because I'm like, all right, let me give it a second chance. That might be more than Peter's listened to it. Probably. But I do crosswords. So when I do, sometimes they take about a half an hour. So I was listening to Peter while I was doing my crosswords. With a couple more things I just want to say about this. When they got in the room together to listen to these, I wonder who, wonder what the order was. Like, I wonder who went first. Someone out there probably knows. Yeah, someone knows. I mean, if, I mean... If Peter, I, I don't know, I would love to have been a, uh, a fly on the wall to see reactions like when, like, I bet when Aces played, I bet Gene and Paul were like, fuck, it's pretty fucking good. All right, so afterwards, like, <laughs> I'm going to do two, you do three songs, you do three songs, and I guess we'll give you one, Peter. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's probably what happened, yeah. Just sing it in your Peter voice. I should have brought, I should have brought, I should have brought the Kiss book so we could read about the solo albums to where, um to where, uh, uh, when they were listening to them all together. Julian Gill, if you ask Julian or if you get his book on Amazon, that'll all be answered. Julian's written a ton of books about Kiss, actually, and about Def Leppard. And yeah, he's a really knowledgeable guy. He has the cool. Kiss FAQ podcast and website. Well, hopefully I will be at Rockin' Pod number three. Hopefully. He's he's getting married oh, right around that time next year. So. Yes. And this year I, had to, I was planning on going, but I had to take my daughter to college. So oh, it's just. That's a big deal. Yeah. yeah. And um, so it's, you know. It, Come next year. It is so fun. It really, really is fun. Yeah. And it's it's also fun for all the podcasters because we all don't get, everyone lives in different cities. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of almost like a class reunion type feel for us. Yeah. And then um, for all the guests and all the listeners, like it's, and then the musicians that come and then the music that. 
I mean, the shows were great. I mean, yeah, it, look, it looked it looked stellar when I was looking oh, online. It, it was really fun, and it, it keeps getting better. Next year will be even better. And please come, Pat. You'll well, have I, a ball. Yeah, and I kind of I really Kyle, felt bad you, this you year. You can come if you want. Okay. Yeah, how about your How about you take your honeymoon? You get married, and then you honeymoon in uh, in Nashville. No, yeah. no, your wife will be so bored. She'll murder you in your sleep. <laughs> and I I kind of <laughs> promised that I would go to this number two, and I really felt bad when I, then I couldn't. So I don't want to promise that I'll go to number three, but I really do want to. There's no. There, there's no reason that I'm not there other than I just couldn't get there. That's an easy flight too. So, and yeah. yeah, but it's, it's so, fun and it's Nashville. I mean, yeah. it's music city. Yeah. And Craig Smith and John Lamoureux are going to kill me if I don't go. So oh, I gotta go. They're such nice guys. Yeah. They're really great guys. Yeah. And they've both been on the show and I love them and, and you're great now too. And we love you. Thank you. I love you guys. So let's promote, uh, Twitter. Where are you on Twitter again? Say it again. It's just my first half of my first name and half of my last name. At Court Crow. C-O-U-R-T-C-R-O, Court Crow, Court Crow. And then I'm on Facebook, just my full name, Courtney Cronin Dold. And I'm very, I talk mostly about music and basketball. And we, do, you, <laughs> do you want strangers to friend you on your Facebook page? As, do you as long them? as they're like cool strangers. Mm-hmm. Like I don't do like serious discussions. I don't get nuts on my Facebook. We just keep it fun and light. Okay, and I good do deal. music and I do sports and then all, all the podcasts. I'm connected with all the podcasts, so I promote all of them. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle, you are at Kyle.somefunny. Mm-hmm. We are at Rock Solid Show. I Wait, you're at- funny, Kyle? <laughs> Wait a second. Can we start <laughs> over? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> we are at Rock Solid Show. I am at Kyle.somefunny. Yes, you're, what I just said. you're at Kyle underscore yeah. Francis. Yep, I'm at Pat underscore Francis. <laughs> um, also, Patreon supporters and subscribers and all you Patreon people, Courtney and I are going to film a couple of videos after the show. We're going to rank some kiss albums so you guys will be seeing oh, those that. videos oh, yeah sorry. that's what it is okay sorry i thought they were the other you thought videos. we were gonna do some other kind I thought of we were doing the other videos different patreon sorry okay. my different bad patreon. my bad my bad uh go to rocksolidpodcast.com for all things about the show please follow us on twitter please write a review on itunes and i guess i don't have a playout song kyle yeah, so what should we play out? Should we just play, play? out our, our the, the the song that we all agreed was like that we all loved? Wouldn't you like to know me? Is that the one? I think we all really like that one. We all really like that. All right, yeah, we that's all a good that play out. All right. Thank you, Courtney. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you, guys. Thanks.
This is New York. Yo.